Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Vredestein tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. That's TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Mike, 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 what day is it, Mike? Back, 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 gone! It's Wednesday. Yes, it is hump day. Welcome into the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Excited to be here with you as we have nice, shiny, bigger televisions making me feel like I've turned back the hands of time and feeling younger, that my eyesight suddenly got better. I just never knew the Mike, 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 Mike sounded so much like Mike, 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 Mike. Pretty close. Mike, 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 Mike. Stolen. If I were Berman, I'd sue the hell out of him. Wow. Hey, I'm the only one keeping Berman around, so everybody who misses him this fall when there's no great witty puns can just get it here on the show. And now for no reason, here's Berman's. And now for no reason, here's Berman's. Back, 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 back. Welcome inside. It's the James. Yeah, Smith show. let's go. Hi, Fox Sports Radio. We're live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can give you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit geico.com. I have a sneaking suspicion you will hear all the Lawrence O'Donnell video throughout the show tonight. 
the meltdown to end all meltdowns. I'm so excited. Yeah, no, Tim, Tim, these are words you're not allowed to hear. I mean, better than, I mean, it's not no, as explosive no, no, no. as Bill O'Reilly. Oh, no, but this is pretty big. I'm very, very excited. It just, about it's it. a slow burn, Tim. right? So it just keeps coming back and circling around. There are a lot of bad words in there, Tim, and your ears will burn off and you'll be the guy with no ears. So First you're and not foremost, allowed to I just listen. have to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Tim, th- this is not something you should hear. So uh, we'll have that throughout the show tonight as well because, hey, when someone melts down because there's hammering and all kinds of stuff going on on the set. We're going to play it for you. You ran a Scrooged line immediately. That's pretty good. <laughs> Will you hold the hammering, please? But the fact that they've been tied together on YouTube already is fascinating. So you search that phraseology, you get Scrooged, mm-hmm. and it go rolls straight into that rant. Uh, I Almost go. nine minutes long. No, no, stay, stay. Would you hold the blank, blank hammering, please? <laughs> <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca. That's Twitter. At how about a fresca? But again, that's to come. Meanwhile, there are so many fun and big NFL stories that have broke in the last two to three hours. We're going to start with what is probably the most fun one because this is something that normally we get every now and again, and it's something that NFL players say all the time, but now... It's really come full circle. It's already week two, and we have had a plethora. Would you say we had a plethora of people? We had a plethora (laughs) of NFL players already upset that fans are getting on them about not performing for their fantasy team. Golden Tate has talked about it. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall, who can get zero separation from a defensive Yeah, but it was Brandon Marshall, the linebacker, responding for Brandon Marshall. Right. It was. Well, that's the whole thing. It was very confusing. So... That's kind of been an early, I don't want to say an, an, an overly big top, but it's happened much more earlier in the season well, but, than normally we get. Usually but Garrett like Blunt, Martellus Bennett, like we, we've had critical yeah. mass here pretty early. Everybody is weighing in now. It's NFL players have now had it with people asking them about fantasy and saying, hey, you're killing my fantasy team, you're doing all of this. The latest is Cardinals running back David Johnson. Johnson, who is out for possibly 12 weeks. After injuring his wrist, he underwent surgery. He's going through rehab right now. And he spoke today for the first time since he dislocated his wrist in the week one loss to Detroit. Now, David Johnson, by and large, was the number one pick in just about everybody's fantasy league. Right. Whether Even if it's a PPR league where you get points for reception because he catches so many passes out of the backfield, he was still your number one pick. Yeah, even, people, even with an expectation of a, a big regression. Yeah. He was still tops because you had Le'Veon Bell coming off the holdoff and mm-hmm. potential. You didn't know about issues. Ezekiel Elliott, who and had a suspension. Yeah. And then you go down from that, and people just are reticent because there's usually the drop-off. And you can see already with LaShawn McCoy, there was that drop-off from those top three. So he went number one over, probably in every draft. If he didn't go number one in your draft, I really want to be in your league. And today he addressed concerns that fantasy owners have had about when he's going to get back in the lineup. And as David Johnson said today, I got more important things to worry about. There really is no timeline. Uh, I think my biggest thing at this point is me not being able to play. And like I said, me not being able to contribute for the team. Don't worry about all those fantasy players. That are really no, no, that's the last thing. <laughs> fantasy is the last thing on my mind right now. <laughs> like, you know what? I kind of dig in that he was like, like, Fantasy would be a thing on his mind, but it's the last thing on his mind now. Like, it would have been higher, but now I have to, I have to worry about other things. So I kind of dig David Johnson didn't give you the whole, uh, 
here's more people who stopped me in the supermarket and say, I did great for your fantasy team. I stunk for your fantasy team. No, he kind of is like, okay, I get it. But, you know, he kind of laughs it off. That's a very different response from a player about, oh, you know, here's another question about fantasy. And I dig the reporter having the guts to ask him. Because normally that's a question that will just get you body slammed in the locker room. Uh, how about the, you have a word for all the fantasy owners who took you number one overall? And he actually gave a funny answer. So I dig and respect David Johnson for that. I like that he answered the question. Still seemed to take it in good cheer. Didn't curse anybody out. And I don't have a problem when the players do curse somebody out. I mean, but it, recognizing that it comes with the territory, right? One of the fun storylines tonight was the Richard Sherman, you know, echoing what we've been yelling on this show for as long as you and I have been sitting here, is that the injury report does nothing but help the gamblers. And help of course Vegas. it does. That's it. <laughs> it. It serves no other purpose. So the fact that teams have to you know, flip the bird to it, particularly the Bill Belichick's of the world, is all fine with me. Likewise, if players want to be angry about fantasy owners getting in their timelines and mentions, we talked about Kevin Durant's extra Twitter accounts and everything last night. Have at it. Just recognize when you get that check from merchandising, from jersey sales, trading cards, and all that other crap that goes along with the the contract that you sign, all the ancillary payments that come flowing in, those are fantasy football owners buying jerseys because you were part of a winning squad or your fans who are also fantasy players, etc. Like you're still getting paid. Part of, and the TV ratings, we can talk about those until we're blue in the face. Oh, the sky is falling. They're still very high. And why? what happens out of that? More money goes into your pocket. So, again, fantasy, gambling, it makes the world go round. So yell about it if you need to. Vent if you need to after a bad bad day. We know it's just you're upset because your performance wasn't there. 877-99 on Fox Twitter. At How About a Fresca. Two big takeaways from this. Number one, you mentioned Kevin Durant. And sure, David Johnson is different because he took it with a laugh and said, oh, fantasy is the last thing on my mind. That was kind of fun. But all players, you do not have to answer people on social media. We've told Kevin Durant this. When people tell you you suck on social media, when people say you are killing my fantasy team on social media, there is no law that says you have to answer them. You can ignore them. It's not in your contract. It's not in anybody's contract. There's no, there's no rule that says, well, no, someone engages you on Twitter. You have to say something to them. You can ignore them. You choose to make this a story when you want to get about, oh, people yelling at me on social media. You know what? Every athlete, and when Twitter first came about, said, this is great because I'm going to get my message right to the fans, and there's no filter. Well, you know what now? Now fans just get on and tell you you suck on a daily basis, so deal with that. So that's the one thing. Yeah. People and athletes have to realize. You do not have to engage with them. You can ignore them. You can choose to fight the battle or you can choose not to. This is not a responsibility. The second thing is this. What's the difference between someone telling you, hey, you're killing my fantasy team, or you know what? I'm a fan of, let's just say take David Johnson, for example. I'm a Seahawks fan. You suck, DJ. We owned you last year. What's, what's wrong with either of those things? What's the difference? Why is fantasy so bad and one isn't i get that players feel oh you're dehumanizing us and you're just pieces of we're just pieces of meat you know we had richard jennings on our fantasy uh show on on sunday last sunday on fantasy zone direct tv channel 704 on sundays and he said you know it, it makes us feel impersonal that we're just pieces of meat and you know what i i understand that if you want to look at it 
as a, oh, boy, nobody really cares who we are just as long as we perform. Uh, you know what? That's, number one, that's kind of the way it works in the NFL. If you right, perform, that's the NFL process. You get paid. Yeah, you can't say that on your yeah. show. As much, If he yeah. was on an interview with us, you'd be yeah. raising your hand going, yeah. The NFL makes you get down to your T-shirt and underwear and run around and then weighs you yeah. and goes through the whole Take meat market process. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. If you don't perform, you're going to get cut. They just don't like, and this is the this is the thing with players now, they don't like feeling that the fans have power over them, that they are be, they need to be beholden to the fans. Like the fans are, hey – I'm mad at you, and I'm coming to you with position of superiority because I own you on my fantasy team. They're upset with that. They're upset that that normal, everyday people who are not NFL stars have what they consider to be a say over them. That's what pisses them off. It's not about to you. It's not about because all those things. The NFL does things that are that are the same things. You know, people get people yell at you if you're on the road. What's the difference? Someone yells, "You suck. You gave me 2.3 fantasy points," or "You suck. We kicked your ass up and down the field all day." There is no difference. They're just upset because average people like you, I, everybody else can say, can get to them on Twitter or social media and go, oh, man, you stink. I'm benching you. I'm benching you next week. And it feels like it's almost an equal relationship because of the popularity of fantasy, which, as you said, is keeping more money in everybody's pockets because fantasy is just a way to grow the NFL and players have to realize that without the 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 blow up of fantasy in the last 10 years the NFL is not nearly where it is as far as popularity goes and as long as they realize that they'll understand but no they want to play it because on fantasy shows on TV when someone takes a shot and says this guy's a jag this guy's this it feels like this is equal footing you know someone who's a fantasy critic or is a fan is on equal footing with them and they don't like that well it's funny because you know you were saying that you're a fan of the other team saying hey you suck Fan of your own team. If you're a guy that's oft injured or you underperform, you're hearing it from the home crowd. You're telling me the Giants didn't get a lot of it this past Monday (laughs) night? I think they heard probably more from their own fans and will going forward. Although we could have come out with the, the big hot take. How dare you go after the fans like this? The fans are the ones that are paying your... I can't do it. I can't even keep a straight face. (laughs) How dare you talk to your fans? You should thank them for putting them in your mentions. No. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. We'll have more fantasy and otherwise. But coming up next, I've had it with Flat Earthers. And we have more (laughs) Flat Earthers today in the National Football League and the NBA And hopefully we can disprove this once and for all. Coming up next, Fox. Fox Sports Radio Dance Party. Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. Happy Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Happy Wednesday to you. You got through. You're coming out the other side here as we celebrate the end of summer. And it coincides with a Friday. Very well, it'll be a Thursday into the evening and... And you'll be drunk. And you'll take Friday off. Great news. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com right now. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Like how I turned everybody into the demon alcohol? Uh, yeah, right there, did. I just took a big left turn. We're right all going to get drunk. Uh, today, before, before we get into Flat Earthers, today is the 40th anniversary of one of the most famous 
moments in television history. Yeah, buddy. It was 40 years ago tonight. The world got to see Fonzie jump the shark on Happy Days. How about that? 40 years ago tonight, and now jumping the shark has become as popular in American lexicon as when something is cool or fresh or, you know, whatever you want to say. Well, I mean, you know, it's one of those things we add it to the phrases that we love so much. Today, you had an announcement that more than 250 words were also added to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, including Schneid. Schneid is on there? Selfie is in there. I know that. What about what about Super Bowls? Super Bowls that in did there? not make that it. In there? What about, that did not catch what up. What about Hackenberg? To fail despite repeated efforts. Hackenberg. I don't believe that made The it. Jets Hackenberg on Sunday. Hackenberg. <laughs> they Hackenberg? <laughs> Way to fail now? Uh, Froyo made it. Meanwhile, Flat Earthers. I am not a fan of Flat Earthers. You've been lathering, lathered I am, up I am, and I am not foaming at the mouth I am day. not a fan of Flat Earthers. In fact, when this story came out today, that we found out that not only is... Rams receiver Sammy Watkins, a flat earther, possibly Jalen Brown of the Celtics is a flat earther, believing the world is flat and not round. I feel embarrassed because right before the show, I got so upset about it, I went on a, a tirade. You did. And I apologize to you and to Alex Tyshirt and our producer Eric Roberts tonight because I said some things I probably shouldn't have said. And in the, in the effort of full disclosure, we're going to play some of that back for you right now. This was my rant on Flat Earthers before the show tonight. I apologize in advance. There's going to be numerous conversations. I'm, I'm interested in having the conversation on whether the world is flat or round or not. So <laughs> it's going to be an interesting year, I'll tell you that. What are your thoughts yeah, on that? Yeah, what are your stance? Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? Where's the hammer? Is it on the... Go up on the other floor. Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. Stop the hammering. I'll go down to the floor myself and stop it. Keep the commercial break going. Call Phil Griffin. I don't care who the I have to call. Stop the hammering. Empty out the control room and find out where this is going on. It's either there or there or out there somewhere. Out of control. You lock the door. Throw away the key. I was a little upset. Someone in my head. But it's not me. <laughs> you uh, okay, Bonnie? You, you gonna know, be all right? I was I was mad. Uh, Lawrence O'Donnell, MSNBC host, with yeah. a rant for the decades earlier tonight. This is how to go go viral, right? So, oh. so people will tune into his next broadcast. Now. This is amazing, oh, of course, because you may get this. The Jersey Tragic is the absolute worst. <laughs> I'm not gonna get to my game now because they are incompetent, incompetent. They tell track G, and then I get on track H, and you see, no, this train's not wrong. The announcement was wrong. The MSNBC host was taping a show tonight, and in his earpiece, he was hearing something from another control room. And instead of just saying, hey, I'm getting something from another control room in my earpiece, they're doing something, he absolutely lost it. It was parts of eight minutes long, this tirade that he was hearing. And he was hearing people hammering in the background like it was Scrooged. Will you hold the hammering, please? He was not happy. No, just the demons. The, right. <laughs> the Jets are 0-2, okay? They, they couldn't get it to stop. And, you know, if you watch the full almost nine minutes of it, it's like, hey, 
you know, no matter what, I keep hearing this conversation. It's got nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm hearing and, these two yohos talking about sports and fantasy and David Johnson. One guy's got some kind of calves. I want to beat the crap out of him and hit him over the head with his calf. And the other guy's just a loudmouth I can't stand. Hello. That Phil. sums things up nicely. Phil, go That's back actually sleep, a pretty I think good, we know what we're send doing. Send that up to sales. That's a good way to describe the show. <laughs> uh, here is a little bit more of MSNBC host Lawrence O'Donnell from tonight. I don't know why I bother to say how to cut the slots when you don't do it. I just don't. I don't know why I, I just. So now I have to chase those stupid <laughs> entrails that you allowed him to stick out there. The entrails. <laughs> they eviscerated some guy. Sound coming in my ear, this stupid hammering. I told you why I wanted those words cut. It just sucks. It sucks to be out here with this out of control. Anything can come into my ear at any moment. That's what I know. Anybody can get into my ear at any time. Some woman talking about what we're doing after the show. What are you doing after the show there, Larry? Hey, hey. Wait a minute. How do you cut it off there? Lawrence, tell me how the show is doing, okay? Can you please? Is, is that okay? Can you tell me about Larry, that? What's that? What's, where's the after party? <laughs> Buddy. He's so angry. He's so angry. Remember, the red light is always on. Always. You can't get away from it. That's one thing in this business. You have to know the light is always on. How many times? I can, Now, I'll be honest with you. I'll pull the curtain back here a little bit. There's many times where when we're not on the air, when Tom Looney's doing update or, you know, you're, you know, we're listening to commercial, whatever it is. And I say something and I look, I go, okay, make sure my mic's off. Like I'll say something and go, <laughs> mic's off, right? It could be, it could be like three minutes after we've said the last words on the air. Look, mic's off, right? Mic's off. I mean, how does he think that's not going to make it out? How does he think people are not? I mean, this is a meltdown for the ages. Yeah, but that's now. why I think this is, this is bogus. Like, I think this, this on purpose. I, no, I think this happened. Just to get ratings. I think this happened, this and then sucks. they talked about it and this said, whole "Well, thing sucks." Say, you know what? <laughs> we got some pretty good audio here. You really don't go because he doesn't go anywhere that's dangerous, right? No. He's just kind of talking about production and yeah. voices in his head yeah. and hammering yeah. and whatever. He's not calling anybody out specifically, saying you are terrible at your job or whatever. It's just a. An amalgam of, of little things and little idiosyncrasies and little details to his job that he decided this was the final straw. So you put it out there and just say, I don't know, here, here's a guy getting a little unhinged. Tune in tomorrow. See I what happens. Listen to people say what they're doing after the show tonight. That's I mean, it. I mean, Bill, the Bill O'Reilly stuff and some of the other ones are legendary. But this, this, is, this is eight minutes, and it's all like this. It's all gold. I mean, yeah. this is all absolute. I never gold. went eight minutes. No, and make sure we have that on tape for the rest of our lives. Mike Harmon saying I've never went eight minutes. That'll be something we play back throughout the night tonight. There you go. Congratulations on that, buddy. Congratulations on your marriage too. You don't think I knew what I was saying there? No, I don't think you did, Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Mike Harmon, he sucks. That whole thing. He but in sucks. that, but in a rant, I mean, we've all had. You a, can't make it. Eight but minutes. we've all had a moment, right? Where you you're doing a, a oh yeah a, a video yeah. spot and the prompter guy's too fast or too slow or suddenly a, a light goes out. You're in the middle of a, what was a pretty good rant and. Can you do that again? It's like, no. No, that was minute nine of, like, a full segment that we were doing. I mean, there's times when certainly I have gone on a rant like that where I've gotten upset about things. But 
it's never been while the microphone is on. I've, it's always been like off camera and you know in my personal life. Where yeah, I can't say that. There was one time <laughs> I melted down at a softball game, and, and when my mom came to watch, because I was so mad at the meatheads on the other team that were just absolute meatheads, and I got so mad after a game, and I was just tearing into them, and I'm like, and at the end, I'm like, what was I? What was I doing? Were you what drunk? Was I doing? No, I was just so. You didn't mad. even get a beer or two on no, second base to no, where no, 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 we no, we were trying to win a championship. There were some serious things up there. No, it's just I, I, I just can't stand when people are meatheads and they and they think that they get you know that because they are limited in how to argue and talk about things, they think they win, and you know, and I just I lost it, and my mom was like, "When's the last time that's happened to you?" And I said, "Mom, you came out to visit, and I'm sorry. It just, I just got really mad at them." That's all. I apologize. I'm sorry. But you know, sometimes you can't control it. But you have to realize there's got to be some point where Lawrence O'Donnell's got to realize this is really bad. This is really bad. I got to stop. I got to stop. And how is nobody in his ear saying, dude, stop this? No, but there was the a right cacophony. Of, that's ear? just it. There was a cacophony of voices. And he couldn't pick the right guy out. Going, Tell him stop. to stop. Stop. Because stop. <laughs> this, is, this is not like it's something that would be resigned and and held into just something behind the scenes at MSNBC. You know, this isn't something that, okay, he's upset, he goes, because I'm sure there are many stories over the over the years of anchors sure. ranting, being upset in videos that are never really made public. But now everything goes public. Everything. There's a video of Berman oh, yeah. that, I mean, that, that was hidden for a long time, and then suddenly it got out there, him yelling at someone walking in front of him on the set, we're trying to do a show, and people uh, walking in front of me, and this guy is walking back and forth and back and forth and forth, and town was closed by the people who own the Gap, TJ. And, you know, and, and, but it was always behind the scenes. And, but now anything that is said goes out. How do they not, have to, after three minutes of it, Put up that sign with the cameraman and the the guy with the the beer bottle, like you see on so many old shows and cartoons, saying technical difficulties. Please stand by. Let me ask you no, this: No, no, commercial break. What was? It, do you think it was staged? You think this that, was? Yes. Hey, if I do this, this will get this will get ratings. Get People you over. will start talking about me. Yeah, well, that's what you do when you have a guest comes on and maybe says something to get over. This whole and thing then you sucks. perpetuate it. <laughs> Or you do something like this. Here's nine minutes. Again, doesn't say anything too inflammatory to any individual. It's just an overall, yeah. the world is hell. I don't know what's going on at home. I don't know what's going on in Larry's life. But obviously he had a bad nine minutes. And nobody was there to back him up. So I have to wonder. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Now with that, coming up in one minute. We will tackle flat earthers. But right now, let's find out what's trending. Sucks. From a man who actually thinks the world is square. Yes, it was. Tom Looney. <laughs> hey, it's hip to be square. That's right, Dan. All right, great shout-out there to my man, Huey Lewis, San Francisco, California. American League games with playoff implications tonight, as we sportscasters like to say. New York Yankees wild card magic number is now four. Yankees bopsy the Twins in a day game today, 11-3. Angels, one game back of the Twins from that second wild card spot with that Twins earlier loss. Halos and Indians tied at one at the top of the fourth. Over in the National League, Colorado needs to keep winning to hold on to that final National League wild card spot. And they keep losing. Rockies lost to the Giants 4-0. All the Brewers had to do tonight, beat the Pirates. And Milwaukee could have grabbed that final wild card spot in the National League. But yeah, and this 
one is out of here. Adam Frazier. It's a walk-off home run. Frazier with the game winner. And the Buckos snap the skid with a big knife from the kid from Bishop, Georgia. The first radio station in the nation providing us with that call. KDKA Pittsburgh Pirates 6 Brewers for your final. Dodgers could have clinched the National League West tonight with a win and a Diamondbacks loss, but the Dodgers lost to the lowly Phillies. Seven to five. Now more of Jason Smith with Michael Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, Mr. Looney. Appreciate it. Sure. This whole thing sucks. I tell you. All of it? This whole show. It just sucks. <laughs> Lawrence O'Donnell is going to live forever. Now to Flat Earthers. Yes. Report comes out today that Sammy Watkins is the latest athlete to believe that the earth is flat. Lindsay Theory reporting earlier today from Rams camp saying that, quote, Sammy Watkins is among those who believe the earth is flat. When people asked, who's your source? Lindsay Theory said, Sammy Watkins. That's one of the greatest exchanges in Twitter history. Uh, there's Short, sweet, and to the point. There's no explanation as to why he thinks the world is flat, but he is the latest joining Kyrie Irving. One of the people who originated the whole I think the earth is flat theory, uh, Draymond Green, supported his stance. And Jalen Brown, just this week, said the same thing. In fact, he's looking forward to talking to Kyrie Irving because he wants to hear more world is flat theories. There's going to be numerous conversations. I'm, I'm interested in having the conversation on whether the world is flat or round or not. So <laughs> it's going to be an interesting year, I'll tell you that. What are your thoughts on yeah, that? What are your stance? I, um, I'm not yet ready to make my comment or statement on that. But as of what my eyes have told me, the, the world may appear to be flat. Kyrie may very well have a point. Uh, so we'll see. This is what makes me upset that guys like Kyrie Irving and Sammy Watkins are going to make more money than I will ever see in my life. And they think the world is flat. They no, but, think you, but if you're good the at the world, I is mean, flat. really good at something. Doesn't you get matter. Paid. You could be an idiot. Think the world is flat. For 99.999. I'm going to say it like Tim McCarver <laughs> and, and Pat O'Brien. Nine that you can go all the way out 900 decimal places. They just need to be good at that one thing on this earth to make a lot of money. Here's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to prove to people who think the world is flat why the world is not flat. All right? Valuable real estate here. Number one. Number one. Why are there no pictures from the edge of the world? Why? If, If the world really was flat, People by now would have gotten to the edge of the world, looked over the end, and go, oh, yeah, that's the end. Look, I got a picture. Wasn't that I, I a, a picture Captain Jack Sparrow movie? Was that? I that don't was... know. I think I fell asleep. The world, World's End At or something world. like that? You'll remember today is the day you almost saw the edge of the world. Yeah, I didn't and see if, that one. If, I didn't see the newest one either. And if the edge of the world is an ocean, why doesn't the ocean water go off the edge and into space? It would just keep running down like okay. a giant waterfall. Why are there no pictures from the edge of the world? Why? Because people who thought the world is flat... There should be pictures. Hey, look, here's a picture from the edge of the world. Look, I'm looking down into absolute outer space. I can't see because I'm at the edge of the world. Number two, travel to the edge of the world. Go there. If you think the world is for all, Kyrie Irving, you make so much money. Travel to the edge of the world What's the end and point? take pictures. What's the end that point? That's be, the question. That can be Is a, it Iowa? That can, 
<laughs> that can be a special on television. I would watch. Make you know for Travel Channel. Oh, bring Geraldo Rivera. Kyrie Irving travels to the end of the world, and it's like a three-part thing, and he goes all through travels, meets a bunch of different people. Does he go he, in his different he gets characters? To the end of the world. Oh, see, I like that. No, no, Kyrie. Because then it becomes a, a bigger series where he's you know different personas in different parts of. His journeys. Kyrie goes with Sammy Watkins and the other people that think the world is flat. Jalen Brown can go with him so he can prove to you that the world is not flat. I keep trying to figure out what the hook is and what the one-liner is about Sammy Watkins and the earth is flat and not being able to catch a pass downfield. <laughs> but this this is where I, I'm really, if you think the world is flat, these are questions you can't get past. Forget about science. Why, are, why, have, why have none of those things happened yet? Why has no one traveled to the edge of the world? People travel everywhere. A flat earther would have traveled to the edge of the world going, up. Oh, here I am at the edge. Look, it's just nothing but space behind me. Three, what's the end game for telling you that the world is round? What conspiracy, what are we getting over on the entire world, not just the United States, but the entire world who believe the world is round? What subservient purpose is that serving? How are people getting rich? How are people making money? How are people rooking other people out of money? What's the purpose of people believing the world is round, lying to everybody, saying, no, it's round? What's the it's annual round. sales on it's globes? Round. It's round. Uh, it can't be that much money. I, I don't think it's that much money. Okay. Do people still buy globes or they just got on the internet? Don't people buy globes of prior times, like old school I, I don't think capturing it's, moments in history? I don't think the globe industry is, is what you think it is. I don't. Think, I don't think it's. I don't think maybe it's. I'm, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm hanging industry. out with all those collectors. No, I, I, I don't, antique globes. What's the purpose? I don't know. What's the purpose for lying to everybody and saying, "Up, oh, the world is round." I'm lying to you. What if if there if there was a purpose, I would say, okay, I understand why they're skeptical. But people want to disbelieve science because they watch a stupid show on it on the internet and go, "Well, that's true." All right then. Isn't that how many things are, are learned and perpetuated these days? I saw it in a 140-character tweet. I saw it in a three-minute YouTube video by a couple of knuckleheads in their home. I mean, come on. That's that's where people are consuming. I mean, I keep getting these ads that keep telling me percentages of, you know, here's the influencers on YouTube. Or you look up, hey, whose birthday is it today? <laughs> and half the celebrities are YouTube people. And you look up what they do. They're doing cosplay of <laughs> Disney princesses, and they've got millions upon millions of followers. That's where we're at. <laughs> Here's the last one, right? We know what the world looks like because we get pictures from satellites in space, right? That's what it is. So the same satellites that make cell phones work, that broadcast football games all across the globe. This is how, this is as satellites do it all. But the pictures they're sending back are doctored and are lies. All flat, all on a string. Uh, like that spider wire that you have in NFL stadiums. And Take last, that for la- data. <laughs> Lastly, I'm going to say this. If the world was flat, then it would be sunny everywhere at the same time. Right? Be right. sunny everywhere at the same time. And it would be night everywhere at the same time. Because the sun moves, right? Or do you think since the world is flat, we're not moving, but the sun is? So I don't know which way you think the sun is moving, but when the sun is up... It should be sunny everywhere in the world. And then when the sun moves around us, because apparently we don't move, we're flat. The stars all move. Everything else moves, but we don't move. Everything no, notice else moves, it gets dark move. at the same, you know, around the same time as the year goes on, right? It, you know, you have variants of a couple of minutes. I think it's when, like, the curtain comes down 
on a big theater show or or a game ends. So that everybody's clapping. So it's giant. It's the clapper. Sun goes off. How about that? It, it should be. It would be. I got dark. an answer for everything. It would be dark across the world. It wouldn't be. You know, it wouldn't be. Uh, the middle of the day in England. It's really it just a big production here. of Ed TV. I mean, is is that what? It, whenever something is or shown, the Truman Show. That's a different. That's in, from a different location, like in Europe. No, the, this is just soundstage. We're, yeah, we're we're just shooting this, and we're making you all believe that's happening. Universal Studios. All these things. Yeah. All these. Warner things. Brothers backlot. The world is flat. Yep. Really, the world is flat. <sighs> I'm Take exhausted now. I'm like, I'm getting mad, like Lawrence Relax. O'Donnell. I mean, I get Lawrence O'Donnell mad at this kind of it stuff. Just sucks. But I, I tell you what, it gets us past all the other nonsense about Kyrie Irving. It uh, sucks right? to be we out get here. To this. Yeah, yeah, it does. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. Coming up next, would you believe we already have the first star saying thanks but no thanks to performing at Super Bowl 52? Here's the thing. I'm glad this person's not performing. I'm so excited. Tim, no, no, not you, Tim, unless you can play the ukulele or something. Because this person would be a bad halftime show. It's next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. So while we're still trying to figure out why people think the earth is flat, Sammy Watkins, who we'll get to see on Thursday Night Football tomorrow night, that means he could score a touchdown to keep running and eventually fall off the edge of the earth. I think he needs to do that just for science. <laughs> I regret I have but one life to give for my country. He'd score a touchdown. He'd go on. He'd be historic. What could be? What could be a flat Earth celebration? I mean, is there? Could you do a flat Earth touchdown celebration? It's a good question. We just lay on the ground. You just, you just, you just lay straight on the ground. You're planking. <laughs> In, in, into infinity. I just know this. Are is we going to have like a drinking game tomorrow Flat for Earth. that one? Because uh, that's going to be that. That's going to be awful. What you need for every time there's a point scored, you take a drink. People, <laughs> we are may go, be sitting here forever. I'm, I'm sober. A, they, they can't talk anymore. They're, they're parched. I'm incredibly sober. I've had three sips of my beer since the first quarter. Oh no no! Here's what you do. Yeah. Drink every time Johnny Hecker punts. Ooh. Oh. Then suddenly, suddenly, then. Keep a camera on us. That'll go viral. Yeah, and then, now let's see. He's falling over. <laughs> it's only mid-second quarter. <laughs> and Johnny Hecker on the sideline is also proving to Sammy Watkins that the earth is round. I would so trash talk guys like that who think the earth is flat. The guy is drunk. I really, I mean, I, I, as a defensive back, I would so trash talk Sammy Watkins. Start playing dozens. What's flatter, the <laughs> earth or? Kyrie Irving, I would say the same thing. Oh, the world's what? Watch out. You're going to be dribbling downhill a little bit because the earth is spinning, Kyrie. It's spinning. I really would do that. It's kind of an intricate, higher level of trash talk. So, I mean, it's going to take some. The world is flat trash talk. It's going to be a slow build to get to the punchline and really get the blood boiling but you know i i like that i like the cut of your jib and, and i just like we have something to talk about because tomorrow night's rams 49ers oh boy oh there'll be plenty to talk about. it's craptastic uh jay-z will not perform at halftime of super bowl 52 oh he said today he was approached to perform at halftime and he declined there are some people speculating he is doing so in support of colin kaepernick meanwhile the nfl 
has said we didn't ask anybody to perform yet. That is incorrect. I love it. Every time someone says no to the NFL, they always say, well, we didn't ask. It's like when someone walks around high school going, you know, so-and-so asked me to the dance, and I said no. I never asked you. No, I never asked you. How many times can the NFL say we didn't ask? Every single time someone says, yeah, they asked me, I didn't want to do it. No, 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 no. We didn't ask. Oh, okay. But Jay-Z would be a horrible halftime show. Be a horrible halftime show. You know why? Because he's not a performer. You need somebody who visually is stunning in performing, and Jay-Z is not that guy. The only thing Jay-Z could do at halftime, because look, I'm not saying he's not talented. Jay-Z is phenomenally talented. Some of his songs are incredible. And he would need to be someone who looked at, say, you had a great halftime show. It would have to be Jay-Z and his cavalcade of all-stars. No, but that's just like, it. Here's he'd Beyonce have to come out. again. Here's Beyonce. Here's Justin Timberlake. As they do Holy Grail, here's a couple other people have come out. Here's Jay-Z doing it. It would would have to be, look at all these people that I know, and we're coming out, and we're doing a bunch of different, we're doing a mashup of a bunch of different rap songs at halftime of the Super Bowl. That would be what it would be. But, you know, we've seen that. You need to have a show. Halftime of the Super Bowl is a very big deal. I mean, you got Lady Gaga rappelling in from from outside the stadium. You know, you have Katy Perry's incredible performance two years ago with all kinds of crazy crap going on. It needs to be a sight and a spectacle. And you can't just say, all right, Jay-Z's going to rap and do songs. We're going to let off fireworks and have people dancing. Uh, that, that's not it. It's got to be a show. Jay-Z, no, I like the idea of this. a horrible halftime show. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Dylan. <laughs> just him Nobel with Nobel laureate. No, just One him. of the most celebrated singer-songwriters of our time. Just one spotlight on him. Come gather around, people. Wherever you roam. And everybody's watching going, wow, this is great. Everybody at the Super Bowl is crying now. He took time. up it the entire time singing Tangled Up in Blue. <laughs> <laughs> and we're ready for the second half. And boy, uh, fans and players are going to have to stretch a little bit and get out of that one. It I is mean, the curiosity, though, of who who's there, right? Who who can you roll through? There you go. How do you not, how do you not roll through Guns N' Roses at halftime at the Super Bowl? Because you're afraid of what actually. Yeah, no. Thank you and good bleeping night. <laughs> He's going to go Larry O'Donnell. <laughs> you know, you roll the dice. You roll the dice. Oh, I think it'd be great. But, like, look, if Jay-Z was a showman, but he's not a showman. You know, I mean, that's it. Kendrick Lamar would be awesome. He's a showman. I mean, this this guy, he does stuff that's incredibly on edge and is great. But Jay-Z would just, I mean, it would, that'd be, it would be, here's my wife. Here's my friend. Here's a couple other people. Well, I mean, Here's it's Justin Timberlake. It, it is in Minnesota, so how about Morris Day in a time? Oh, how awesome would that be? I, I would just need to roam with the mirror. That's and it. That's all you have. How about you do that? Or a bunch of people performing the music of Prince. That, you know, that would work okay to a very small portion of the audience. Or now you've got Garth Brooks back on tour. You, you trot him out. Ooh, I don't. I think the time is come and gone know. for Garth Brooks and his comeback. Selling out seven nights uh, in, in city straight, oh. all across this great I, land of I, ours. I, I, don't, I don't know that it would. The last thing I saw Garth Brooks do was a Dr Pepper commercial. It worked. Be you do what you. Yeah, do. Yeah, but you went and you bought one, didn't you? Be you. You wanted to be a pepper. <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca? That's Twitter. At how about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon coming up next. We got more on flat Earth. And also, a guy who may be the biggest hater in the NFL, Fox. I'm now being followed by a horde of flat earthers. Sweet! (laughs) 
Step into the light. <laughs> it's turned into that kind of show. Where's Art Bell? Is Art Bell going to come on? Did he come on with us tonight? Flat Earth, yo. Find him. Flat Earth. It just sucks. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Yeah, Eric Roberts, book Lawrence O'Donnell for uh, the 10 o'clock hour when we're in safe harbor and if somebody swears on the air, it's okay. It sucks to be out here. Hour two. He's talking about being out in space. Lawrence O'Donnell, he's at the edge of the world and he's fallen off. Keep on dancing till the world ends. Jason, what Brittany taught us. Live from, and, and well, and Dio and Sabbath as well did songs about falling off the well, edge of, of the world, right? So we have that. Yeah. Jason, Mike, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. You spent a lot of time last hour talking about Sammy Watkins, who is the latest flat earther, Rams wide receiver, who we get to see in action tomorrow night against the 49ers. And yes! I, I use the word action in parentheses hey. because we're going to tell you something crazy in a minute. It's one of 256, buddy. I know. It's one of 256. Let's celebrate them all. We have something outstanding to tell you about this game in a couple minutes. But with the latest round of now flat earthers, including now Sammy Watkins, Kyrie Irving, we asked a lot of questions last hour. And I, 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 without getting scientific, because apparently science doesn't work when you try to explain that the earth is round and not flat. It's fuzzy math. I asked a bunch of different questions. Why are there no pictures from the edge of the world? Why has no one traveled there? Why isn't it sunny everywhere in the world at once? Because the sun's up, right? And then it goes down, and it should be dark everywhere at once, too. Why Well, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, Well, that's just because it says it on TV doesn't mean it's true. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How dare you? (laughs) There's many reasons to disprove this. And I, I want more than just, well, I saw a TV show on it once on a Saturday afternoon at 4.30, because that's when all the best things are on television. Uh, <laughs> d- there's no more vast, barren wasteland than television at 4 o'clock on a Saturday. You never bet your family Nothing on the worse. results of the Professional Bowlers no, no, Association? No. Well, I'm talking about non-sporting events. When, it's just when more- Earl Anthony and Mark <laughs> Roth were getting it done? All the crazy stuff on other channels. That's when you see the, boy, you know, Nostradamus predicted everything right. Uh, that's that's amazing. You know, centuries ago, the guy knew. And then after 10 minutes, it says, you want you want the complete works of Nostradamus, all six parts of this series. And you give your pledge now. And I like how it changes when it says, and Nostradamus's worst prediction was, a madman will come from a faraway land to destroy the world. And, like, when that special ran in the 90s, it was Saddam Hussein. And then it ran, you know, in the early 2000s, it was Bin Laden. And now it's running now, and it's Kim Jong-un. It's like, oh, we're just changing. You know, changing the person. You know, it's coming. It's just changing. There's just a recurring theme of, well, there's one guy you could set up as the, quote, madman. And apparently... Or the rocket man, as he's being (laughs) called now. And and apparently there's a lot of people that think the world's going to end in a couple of days, right? How about that? On the 23rd. There you go. Well... I will never see Sam Darnold play quarterback for the Jets. Can it happen after the Afghan Wigs concert that I'm going to? I'm waiting for the 24th for the the people who are behind this to go, well, you know, the, I think we got the math wrong. Uh, the math may be a we little We needed wrong to play that Jacksonville-Baltimore uh, game in wrong. London first. They say the, and same, then- the same thing happens. Everybody thinks the world's going to end. They say, no, the math is right. We are right. The world is ending. It's ending. And then it's, is there any way it's not? No, it's ending. The world is ending. It's going to end, and then the day after it's, ooh, well, I, I guess I, I, I could have. I, I forgot to carry the one. 
done that. That happens all the time. Decimal point off. I mean, there's lots of things that could go wrong. And here's the best part. I could always make fun of people who think the world's going to end on a certain day because if the world does end, I'm not there to come back. There's no comeuppance. That's it. It's it's done. Oh, they might see you in hell. No, there you go. (laughs) And the Jets would end. Told you. Told you it's done. (laughs) Jets would end with the worst record in the National Football League. Uh, here's the thing about tomorrow night's Thursday night football game. It's craptastic between the flatter between the Rams and the 49ers. <laughs> You're calling them the Los Angeles Flat Los Angeles Flat Earthers. Instead of the you know the curly Rams, you know uh, on on the helmet, it's just a flat line. They just we just spread it out. <laughs> they and it goes flattened straight. out the ram horn. <laughs> it's not a horn. No, it's just flat. It's just a big line going across. We make the helmets really big and we do it that way. That's what we do for the Rams. Wow. Uh, if you want to go to the game tomorrow, yeah, night, buddy. this is a professional football game in a basically brand new stadium. You don't have to worry about the heat because watching a game in Santa Clara is abysmal so if you sit on the far side of the field from the television cameras. It's awful. It's not fun. I sat there once. Milk was a bad idea. Oh, man. it's bad. We talked you. to a couple of players at the Super Bowl uh, two years ago in San Francisco, and they said, it's hot. What can you do? It's hot. Like it was already a sore subject. It's hot. I know it's hot. What can you do? It's hot. Well, you could put shade in. You could put no, something they did over. A, they did a really bad. I mean, it's something. a nice, safe mm. new stadium, right? There's nothing exciting about it unless you go into the bowels. There's some cool Hall of Fame kind no, of it, stuff. No, it's and very. And there's a lot of cool stuff underneath. But it's, it, it's, the, it's, it's, it's pretty basic that stands up top. Out, yeah. Right. But it's also, it, it's, it's a perfectly fine new stadium. It's right. perfectly fine. Except for the fact that it's hotter than hell. Yes, and why would you go to a game there? The Forget about the fact that they that the Niners stink. But if you want to go to a game tomorrow night, yeah, buddy, to get in, yeah, this is a professional football game. Yes, to get in will not cost you not one, not two, not three, not two, not four, not, three, not four, not five, not five, not six, not six, not seven, not seven, but sixteen dollars. You I can, can get you field club seats for a hundred bucks. No way, hundred dollars. Field club seats are a hundred dollars. Section one fourteen. Field club row thirty four are a hundred dollars. Hundred bucks. Wow. Like if you want to get in your car right now, I mean, you could go down the sideline, go back to the thirty or forty yard line. Same level of seat, seventy dollars. This is your opportunity to go. I mean, you want to be on the home side so you can boo the home team. You know, you got to give a little bit of a premium. So th- those are a little higher and, and fewer available. But on the visitor's sideline, you can go all the way down lower bowl and get in under 125 bucks. Mm. 100 bucks for field club 100, level seats. 100 bucks field club seats at the 40. I could see Johnny Hecker. I could be this close to Johnny Hecker. That's going to be awesome. There's your sight line for 100 bucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a, I've never sat that. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. I have never. I'm going to tweet this out now. I have this never is, gone to a board. game and sat in seats that good before. I've never sat in seats that good for an NFL game, and I can do that for a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Oh my god! What what are what are season tickets for the Niners? Like eight hundred bucks? Still the same price. Like is it is it, is it like what's it more? Does it cost more to go to Disneyland or does it cost more for season tickets for the Niners? About equal, I think. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I can't just you know renew them every year and it's the same price. A good question. I don't know. Unbelievable. I'll have to look into that. that Maybe is, I'll get on their mailing list. You can. You can get, if I can get this, 
I want to know what the face value of that seat is. You can get in the stadium for $16, and you can sit that close to the field for 100 bucks. That is, that is absolutely amazing. amazing. How about that? We and learned a, something all together. Thursday night football. It's craptastic. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter. Poop fest. At How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason. Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Last year, corporate data breaches were up by 40%. Now, they're increasing at a record pace. So, what can you do about it? Well, you can take a wait-and-see approach, or you can take action now with Experian by getting a free dark web scan to see if your email is on the dark web, because that's where data gets bought and sold after a data breach occurs. Go to Experian.com slash scan to get started. It takes less than a minute, and it's totally free. That's Experian.com, Experian.com, E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N.com slash scan. I mean, how is dark web not a movie? Data getting bought. So how is, how is a movie not been written by Aaron Sorkin called Dark Web? It's a good question. Maybe you know? he's re- reworking some of the old classics. That might classics. be what's at the end of the earth, at the end of the earth. Oh, the dark the, web oh is you at know, the edge of the earth. Eric Roberts, you're right. The dark web could be at the edge you of the earth. Fall off into the dark web. I wonder if the same people who are flat earthers actually think the World Wide Web is an actual web. But that's just it. If you like fall if off into climb, a dark web, is it, it now that we're ruled by giant spiders? Mm. Oh, that's a movie. That I can't move. Where's Ferranti at? Oh, I'm stuck. <laughs> Here comes the killer spiders. No, no. How can we haven't had a good new spider movie? I mean, I don't mean like sci-fi. I mean, how can we've not seen a good Kingdom of the Spiders or something where spiders... You just wanted to get Shatner in? Uh, well, you thought you could sneak that past me? I mean, or, or arachnophobia <laughs> that came out in the early 90s. But we need like yeah, an yeah, updated... Yeah, but you went Shatner. <laughs> Shatner with Kingdom of the Spiders. <laughs> Nicely done. How have we not had a spider like, like a James Cameron? I'd love to see James Cameron He's working on 72 Avatar movie. films. Uh, aren't they all done? And another trilogy of Terminator movies. He's got Linda Hamilton coming back now, too. But but isn't he all done with the... Doesn't he have, like, eight Avatar movies shot in the can to be rolled out over the next four years? I don't know. He finally got that land going in the Disney World that they're rebuilding. But... He he goes from doing a movie every ten years, and now he's, like, working all the time. Well, I mean, how much... really? How much principal photography do you really need to do? It's all CGI. You need actors for about three and a half weeks, and then you need a, a giant, powerful computing base. What if you did the spider movie with James Cameron and you actually used real spiders? That's pretty cool. What's Peter Jackson doing these days? Oh, He's done with all Lord, the hobbits, isn't he? Lord of the Spiders? <laughs> Smeagol loves a black widow. Oh, ow. Hourglass on the back. What the hell's wrong with you? Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter. At how about a fresca? A couple of flat earth tweets? Please. All right. Okay. Uh, flat earth tweets. Here we go. Jason. Danny says, very simple why there's no pictures from the edge of the world. All those that have traveled to the edge of the world have fallen off. Insert surprise chipmunk gif. <laughs> uh, Jeremy says, Jason, the only people dumber than flat earthers is the guy in my fantasy league who keeps trying to trade me Terrence West for Jay Ajayi. <laughs> There you have that. Yeah. <laughs> flat, 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 <laughs> gone. With this out of control. And TJ, certainly the flat earth, wind and fire in September has become a big story. <laughs> TJ. I dug deep for that one. I, like I dug that. deep for that one. 
877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. The Jason Smith Show, Jason. Mike Harmon, he's at Swollen Dome. I'm on Twitter, at How About a Fresca. Uh, and coming up next, there may be no bigger hater in the NFL than the star we're going to talk about coming up next. Fox. This, wait for it, wait for it, Flat Earth Society. That's what this is, buddy. There's a society? Do they have there's, uniforms, there's, t-shirts? There's a society for everything. I think there's a society for people who are unsure if the earth is flat or round and are in one of two camps. Society They're not with of Sammy the Watkins. swollen calf. They're not with Kyrie Irving. They're in the Jalen Brown aspect of flat earth where he's not sure and he's looking forward to talking to Kyrie Irving when they hook up as teammates in the next couple of days to find out if the earth is really flat. Jalen Brown, you know, said that earlier this week. You know what they should sit and meet about? What should they talk about, buddy? Well, we had that report from the NBA yesterday that everybody's losing money. Talk about things that aren't to be believed. They they should figure out a way. See, that's why I can't say it with a straight face. The earth is flat, but everybody's losing money. They should all meet to figure out how to fix that problem. I can't even do it. I tried. We have such a casual relationship with the truth now. It's amazing, isn't it? They're all losing money. Sure, they're shifting all their profits off television and local TV and radio into their other businesses. Come on. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit Geico.com. Meanwhile, Richard Sherman, during his press conference on Wednesday, decided to take issue with the NFL's injury reports, talking about how their purpose is to better inform gamblers on how to bet games. The reason that that information on the injury of players is out there is so bookies and bookmakers can put an accurate spread out there and the gambling community can maintain a profit. Here's Richard Sherman from today. From what I understand, the rule is for the gamblers, you know, for Vegas, to make sure that the odds and everything are what they're supposed to be which is apparently what the league is concerned about and talking about injuries and things like that. So maybe somebody should look into that because I thought we weren't a gambling league and we were against all those things, but our injury report is specifically to make sure the gamblers. The NFL answered Richard Sherman today, and obviously Richard Sherman is correct. It's like he just discovered this. Like, the earth is flat. No, 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 I want to talk about gambling. Yeah, of course, that's why this is out there is so – there can be an accurate spread for games because it's a very big deal. The NFL did give a reason why, and they told the Seattle Times this policy is in place to ensure that all clubs provide accurate and timely information to other clubs, the public, and media about players' availability. It's designed for competitive fairness and curtails the potential for someone to attempt to gain and exploit inside information. So if they didn't have a policy, someone within a team could sell it, do things underhandedly to get that information out there. So the NFL wants us to be all above board so they don't get even more nefarious than it is already with this guy's injured so the spread is moving up a couple of points or down a couple yeah, of points. Yeah, it's great in theory. Yeah. The the way Roger Goodell and, and the NFL spins it. But let's call it what it is. I mean, there are a number of teams, and we, we mentioned the, the Patriots with great regularity, who go down the road, especially once you get past week eight or nine, but certainly as early as week two or three. Oh, yeah, this guy has this injury. They start going hockey terminology. Oh, it's an upper body. 
It's a lower body. It's we a contusion. Going, yeah, we start going through all of that stuff. It's a testicular contusion. I don't know that we've had that spelled out. John Morosi talked about it last night. Yeah, with no, us. no, the but for the NFL. Contusion. Yeah, no, all for right. the NFL we haven't had that. Nadrin okay. Beltre, good on you. Way to battle through. But You're saying it's good he had a testicular contusion? I'm just saying he's, he fought through it. Oh, okay. He played through right. pain. Uh, no days off. True. No, no. So when you no have no days when off. When you have a TC, that's pretty tough. I'm just going to call it TC from now on. TC. He's got that thing. Nice. That, that, you're creating your own jargon here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. But it's, what, competitive balance? I mean, yes, fans want to know how injured someone is, but they're never being truthful anyway. Right? It's, no, the Patriots haven't been truthful free. They put everybody on the injury no, report. No, but the, every team has some degree of falsehood, right? The the Colts keep playing with their fan base's hopes and dreams with Andrew Luck. Is he going to be ready this week? Hmm? And then Chuck Pagano, oh, he's ruled out. Well, I haven't Have seen him seen practice. It? I don't know. I'm just the I head coach. I haven't seen him. I don't know. I'm only the head coach. They he don't shows tell me up in hologram here. form every once in a while when this robot shows up in my room. You must go to the Dagobah system and learn from Yoda. It's just such a clown show, though. It's Hey, it's for the... So, fair competition. But, no, no, it's to make sure nobody's selling selling information. That, that part I agree with. Yeah. But he tried to bury that part. Yeah. Like, no, it was all look, about the is. competitive fairness. Comparative, you play for who the best 53 that a team could put forward. And if suddenly the guy's not available, guess what? His backup's not going to be as good nine times out of ten. He is right. To say that it's it's out there for gambling, it's many other reasons why. But sure, the gamblers and and, and the accuracy of the point spread is a very big reason. I and I'm I'm with him on that. I get it. I look at Richard Sherman like this. I would love to see one story, just one story that begins. Richard Sherman is so happy about subject X because the guy hates everything. He hates everything. I've never seen one thing about Richard Sherman where hey he is. Happy about this. He's taking up the cause for this. He is by everything is he's upset about. So there may be no bigger hater in the NFL than Richard Sherman because the guy hates everything. Every single story is here's Richard Sherman. What is he upset about? He's upset about something. You got to give me some kind of, you know, variance here. You can't just always be upset and hate everything. You got to be, you got to give me something where you're happy. You gotta, I mean, I'm not saying it's got to be every single time, but you got to give me something where you're happy about it. Can't just keep telling me, yeah, why is this and this stinks and this stinks and this is bad and this is bad and this is bad. May as well be a local news anchor. Then, he likes his kids. If you want to do that, reading this Players Tribune article on the Jeter site that he wrote, talks about his kids a lot, so he likes that. Does he like him or is he just talking? No, about he him? said he likes him. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, that, that's that's the first thing I know that Richard Sherman likes. Uh, but that doesn't count because you're supposed to like your kids. That's not a bonus. Not a bonus. You know for what, though, in today's day and no, age, no, 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 it's no. actually a bonus. You got no. You got to like your kids. That's not. No, it's not a bonus. It's not something that. Oh, I love. I love my kids. No, you, you're, the Chris Rock line. You're supposed to love your kids. You don't get a bonus for that. Is that okay. the only thing you found? Richard Sherman loves his kids. Well, I, I searched under things Richard Sherman likes. Doesn't like Jim Harbaugh. Doesn't like Pete Carroll. Doesn't like they throw the football. Doesn't like Michael Crabtree. Doesn't like the rules here. Doesn't like the. Doesn't like anything. Richard Sherman hates everything. He is the biggest hater. You want to see, you look up hater in the dictionary, there's Richard Sherman's picture. Why? Because he hates everything. Are they going to add that next year? Hates Miriam it. Webster? Uh, hater? Oh, like hater. Schneid, like no, they added hater, this year? Hater's already in there. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. No, no. No, it's in there. I mean, because that's actually a word. Yeah. I mean, hater was, was a legitimate word. Well, it's not just a question of whether they give it a sub. Well, it's a noun. You're a hater. 
It's a, you know, a noun's a person, place, or thing. I yeah. learned that when I was very young. How about that? That's okay. pretty good. I mean, I'm just telling. I want Thanks, people. buddy. And, and the earth is round. So there you go. There's your, there are your lessons for the day. But he hates everything. Yeah, I'm really having trouble find finding it. You can't find it. Do you know, do, here's you do. Here's you do. Right? Here's what I want you to do. Yep. Go to Google right now. Yep. Type in Richard Sherman likes. Not even loves. Richard Sherman likes and see what comes up. Tell me the, the tell first thing. Up. The auto suggests was uh, he likes Pokemon. Does he like Pokemon? Yeah. Wait, that? is that a suggest or is that a? Oh, it's just a. It says Pokemon? Richard Sherman is the ultimate Pokemon master. So he likes that? Pokemon. How about that? I need. All right, then. There you go. That's the first thing I find out he likes. Level of nerdiness related to Pokemon. Unless, unless, wait, read the column. Is he really upset about Pokemon after? Is he well, mad? If he loses, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know anything about it. I mean, is it like getting beaten? By a seventh level elf or something? <laughs> no, that's Dungeons and Dragons. There's I know. no elves in Pokemon. That, that, that's the point. It was a joke. I don't know. Well, you said last Jeez. night things that happen on television in the movies happen for real. I don't know. Sometimes what, they do. I don't know. Oh, Sometimes oh. they do. Yeah, in reality shows, but no. You think yeah, a guy who gets reality You shows. think a guy who gets kicked in the nuts in a movie, it happens for real. But it's the, not real. No, but the point was you have to then emote and sell that you just got hit in the groin. If you then turn and and you don't feel any pain, and you're able to give a nice roundhouse kick and a punch to the head. Roundhouse. Then you're exactly as great and have the same intestinal fortitude as Chase Headley. Is that what happened to Lawrence O'Donnell tonight? Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Is that what happened? I had a hammer. <laughs> Twitter is how about a fresca. Sucks. Twitter. At How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, we are live from the Geico Studios. Are you single? Are you dating on match? If you're single and not dating on match, you're really missing out. Start searching, connecting for free today at match.com. That's match.com, 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 M-A-T-C-H dot com. Do it! If you're Lawrence O'Donnell, you can go on match.com and say, Hey, I can explode anytime, ladies. Who wants to go out with me? It sucks. Loaded words right there. Uh, how about that? Coming up in one minute, in the world of sports, we have heard many a great meltdown in our day, from Lee Ilya to Tommy Lasorda, Brian Price, many of them. <laughs> but the Lawrence O'Donnell meltdown from earlier tonight on MSNBC may be the greatest of all time. Take that for data. But first, let's hear from a guy who has never melted down. Anywhere. Cool, calm, and collected. Except on the air (laughs) when he finds out that boxing events aren't what he thinks they're supposed to be. It's Tom Lewis. Oh, when people claim they're not. When people besmirch the sweet science, that's when I get thin skin. Oh, Oh, the sweet science. You know that. Are you you still hate tweeting at uh, Adelaide Swanson or whatever her name is from last weekend? No, no, I'm not. What I want from boxing judges is what we get from college Football referees and NFL referees, they never have a bad day. Referees and and college and the NFL. And so that's what I want from boxing judges. I I don't want them to ever have a bad day, just like referees never do in football. All right. Okay. She officiated like Adelaide from different strokes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jason, Michael, uh, kids, if you're ever involved in stealing money, don't put it in the bank. It leaves a paper trail and you'll get caught. And former Los Angeles Dodgers star Raul Montesi did that and now he's going to prison. While serving as mayor of San Cristobal in the Dominican Republic, Raul's bank account somehow ended up with an extra 300 million pesos in it. Federales got muy suspicioso. 
They started investigating, sniffing around, and Raul got busted. Now he's going to prison. Raul's Dodgers could have clinched the National League West tonight with a win and a Diamondbacks loss, but then the Dodgers lost to the lowly Phillies 7-5. Colorado needs to keep winning to hold on to the National League wildcard spot, uh, but uh, they keep losing. Rockies lost to the Giants 4 to nothing. All the Brewers had to do tonight was beat the Pirates in Milwaukee, would have grabbed that final wild card spot in the National League, but then... And this one is out of here! Adam Frazier! It's a walk-off home run! Frazier with a game winner! And the Buccos snap the skid with a big night from the kid from Bishop Georgia. The first radio station in the country, KDKA Pittsburgh, provides us with that. Pirates 6, Brewers 4, your final American League games with playoff implications. Uh, Yankees wild card magic numbers now four. Yankees bopsy the Twins eleven to three. Angels a game back of the Twins now for that second wild card spot. Halos trailing the Indians in Anaheim five two, top of the seventh. Jason Michael, thank you, Mister Looney. Sure. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're live from the Geico Studios. Call one eight hundred nine four seven auto. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Uh, we'll have more on flat earthers. Coming up in a half hour. We have to get You are not a fan. I am you are not now at war with the Flat Earthers. I'm done with Are they following you in droves now? I, no, that, that would be yes. great. Now they're sending pictures to me about here. Why don't you see the curve at the end of the world on a picture? And I go, I don't know, because the mountains are in the back of your picture. That you see. I mean, it's crazy what's going on right now. I'm dealing with people who are, you know, think the world is flat, and they're just sending me pictures going, why can't you see the curve of the earth? I mean, the curve of the earth going down, why can't I see it? You know what? It? I really? love this. I, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> And I'm glad I don't have to pick up this fight oh my with goodness. people on Twitter. It's amazing. Because you like fighting with people on Twitter. Uh, I, I You really, know, once in a while, I, I be usually just kind of laugh going, hey, no. I like that one. I'm, I got to be in the mood for it. Because usually I end it. up being fat. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever someone wants to say something against whatever like I've said on air. P-H-A-T? No, or unfortunately, no. F-A-T. Oh, okay. Becomes, you know, something about, you know, girth. All right. It's not good. All right. Not the good time. Uh... Now, I get upset with flat earthers, but not Lawrence O'Donnell upset. In the world we live in, whether it's us broadcasting here on the air, you always have to watch and know when your microphone's on, when your microphone's mm-hmm. off, and realize that at any moment you could become an internet legend. Lawrence O'Donnell, you've probably heard of him, MSNBC talk show host, uh, was an ex- executive producer for NBC for a long time, had a very highly publicized stint on the West Wing, and has been a very popular talk show host for the past few years. Again, his show is nightly on MSNBC. And tonight, he got really mad because he heard people talking in his earpiece while he was taping his show. All people that are on television, you know, have earpieces so the producer can say something in their ear. They know what to do, what to talk about next. He was hearing something from another control room, and he wanted to stop. And it was so upsetting to Lawrence O'Donnell he gave us a Tommy Lasorda slash Lee Ilya type meltdown. It lasted eight minutes and went on throughout the show when they would go to break and they would take time, they would stop down, and okay, we'll resume taping in a second. And he just kept going and going and going. Here's some of Lawrence O'Donnell. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? Where's the hammer? Is it on the go up on the other floor? Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. Stop the hammering. I'll go down to the floor myself and stop it. Keep the commercial break going. Call Phil Griffin. I don't care who the 
I have to call. Stop the hammering. Empty out the control room and find out where this is going on. It's either there or there or out there somewhere. Out of control. <laughs> and the papers all being crumpled up. Would you hold the bleeping hammering, please? Maybe he just watched Scrooged before he came into work tonight. A lot of anger. I know, by the way, Phil Griffin. I'm surprised Phil Griffin's not trending. Uh, Call Phil Griffin. Phil Griffin. He's the president of MSNBC. <laughs> Ask Phil. <laughs> get Phil Griffin on the phone. Yes, get the president of MSNBC to find out why there's you know audio in your Ask earpiece. Phil. Find <laughs> why someone's hammering somewhere. Get the president on the phone. Hello. I just, I just want to know what was going on in the control room, in the production area. And how they were feeding in whatever noise this was, right? <laughs> Soundproof. You know, TV studios spend a lot of money to put things together. It doesn't mean there there can't be someone hammering that, that somehow it gets picked up. But if it's that prevalent in his head, <laughs> come on. And how many voices does he have going on? Because over the nine minutes of video, that, as I watched it, it seemed like there were a lot of people telling him everything except... Focus on your job. Uh, here's some more of Lawrence O'Donnell from tonight. I don't know why I bother to say how to cut the slots when you don't do it. I just don't. I don't know why I, I just. So now I have to chase those stupid <laughs> entrails that you allowed him to stick out there. <laughs> the entrails. I like the papers. Sound coming in my ear. This stupid hammering. I told you why I wanted those words cut it just sucks it sucks to be out here with this out of control any thing can come into my ear at any moment that's what i know anybody can get into my ear at any time it almost sounds like the reservoir dogs rant at breakfast show you don't want me to listen to the voices in my head because you had a bad day (laughs) lawrence don't lie that is that is just absolute classic right there Shuffling papers. And at the end saying, you had a woman in my ear saying, what are we doing tonight after the show? <laughs> I really was waiting for the answer to that, though. Oh, I. Percentage chance this was done for publicity. 88.5%. Lawrence O'Donnell knew what he was doing and it's become a big thing. He has since apologized for it, uh, for his behavior and his and his ranting. And the reason I would, if I had to flip a coin, I would side with you is because at some point, someone's got to tell him, dude, calm down. It chill, goes on chill, too long. Chill, chill your ass yeah. out, okay? This is, yeah, okay, you got upset, that's fine, but you stop now. Someone, unless you have a really bad producer that can't tell him to calm down, got to say, dude, you have to calm down. Or maybe it's a new producer, there, and that was the what? voice he was hearing, but he didn't recognize it. Wait, who, who's this in my head? Or you walk out there who? in between segments and go, dude, you, you, Lawrence, just calm down. We'll get it R-E-L. fixed. We'll do it. Technical relax, difficulties. Man. Throw it to break. You got to relax. Get to whatever you're advertising and, and sell, 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 and figure out the technical difficulties. I mean, what's this, what's this going to do for his career? Nothing but put attention to it. He's not going to lose his job. Did you ever know who he was? He's not going to. No, I mean, I, well, yeah, because I was a West Wing fan, and I knew he was a he was a big part of West okay. Wing. And, and now, yeah, see, I know, didn't watch West Wing. Yeah, so and, I, and I, when he made the transition into being a you know, talk show host, it's, oh, Lawrence O'Donnell, and he's a very smart guy. But he knows, and you know, what's this, but what's this going to do? We talk about this all the time. Sometimes being suspended for work works out in your favor. Sure. Sometimes you can do something that's bad, 
and it works out positive for you. It's called the failing upwards. We've seen that many times in the sports talk radio business. Oh, and everywhere. The last in every business. Oh, man. Think about the not, business and wherever you work across America right now. And we thank you for tuning in as we come to you from the Geico Studios. Because what, what's this going to do for Lawrence O'Donnell? Was this so awful that it merits a suspension? Maybe. Let's just say it does. Ratings for the next three nights, whatever it is, will be bad. And then he'll come back, and it's a big deal. Because now he's a household name. People are more interested in what he has to say. It doesn't mean many more people are going to watch the show. They may watch the first show he gets back to see him address it and talk about it. But things he says, things he does, people know who he is now. So when those little things get cut and put up on YouTube and on websites, hey, this is what Lawrence O'Donnell had to say to so-and-so last night, more people pay attention because, yeah, he's the guy that lost his mind. Did he lose his mind? Maybe not, but maybe he makes a salient point that you go, okay, this guy's pretty smart, and I start liking him as a result. Doesn't mean that suddenly now everybody's going to tune into the next time he goes on the air, but does it mean he's improved his relevancy? Absolutely. More people know this is great. For Lawrence O'Donnell's career. It's great for it. I mean it. Get suspended. Things happen. It works out great for you. People can sacrifice two days on the air. Let's say it's a two, three-day suspension for what they're going to get down the road. Well, that's the beauty of it, though. Other than cursing, it's nine minutes. He doesn't go after anybody specifically. No. He's just talking about general. Well, people who are cutting the, the sots. Of- He's upset at the people cutting the sots. Well, that's true. <laughs> but in general, it's it's just the overall production and there's voices and noises in his head which is you know on him to kind of filter through and whoever the lead producer is to cut through that noise a to figure out what the problem is but b to just get him back under control so the fact that this gets to drag on for what becomes a nine minute viral video means that i I think it, it got long enough like it's if it's 30 seconds it's a flashpoint and it's done Guy got mad, moved on. This this is pervasive. This stays, which leads me to believe that, hey, we, we got a good piece of video here. In the moment, it was real. But then afterwards, like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to put this out. This is, <laughs> yeah, we, we need to get this together because this is fun. Twitter at How About a Bleep and Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next. We always say the same thing. NFL players hate your fantasy team. True. But I'll tell you exactly why they hate it, following something a superstar in the NFL said today. That's next on Fox. Last thing. (laughs) Fantasy is the last thing on my mind. Dear Lawrence O'Donnell, saw you melt down in the news tonight. That was pretty cool. You had more cuss words in your meltdown than I put in my songs, and that's pretty tough to do. You ever think about writing rhymes? I think you'd be a pretty good guy. Like You could rhyme like MSNBC with, I don't know what I can see. Ha, I'm just playing. I haven't written anything in a while. That's because I'm really out of practice. Maybe I could be on your show. Hit me back. This is Stan. P.S. You remind me of Christian Bale, too. I want to f- kick your f- you know, shut up for a second, all right? I'm used to working with professional people. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. Great news. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. David Johnson does not really care for your fantasy team. Shock and awe. But... David Johnson, 
is a nice guy about it. The number one overall pick in fantasy, and look, if he wasn't the one overall pick in your league, you're in a bad league. right? Whether it's a regular league or a PPR league, David Johnson of the Cardinals was your number one pick. So many questions over Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott's suspension. Even if it's a PPR league, he catches enough passes. He was your number one pick. And now, of course, he's out potentially 12 weeks after undergoing wrist surgery. You know, I was driving next to a Sherwin-Williams van today. Really? Maybe yeah. that's a sign to pick a pick. I up thought Kerwin it was Williams. kind of funny. Did you yell, hey, should I play Kerwin-Williams on Sunday? I thought about running into him because of all the Kerwin-Williams questions I've had. Ask Kerwin-Williams, should I play you on Sunday? Ask Kerwin. Don't ask him that. Yeah, you should play me. So and then, it, then it'll stink, and it'll be told about it and say, I hate your fantasy team. David Johnson was asked today in his first statements since undergoing wrist surgery about when he's going to come back. And I can't believe one reporter in the press conference that David Johnson had actually asked him if he had a message for his fantasy fans about when he could return to the lineup. There really is no timeline. Uh, I think my biggest thing disappointment is me not being able to play. And like I said, me not being able to contribute for the team. Worry about all those fantasy players? That are really no, no that's the reason. last thing. <laughs> fantasy is the last thing on my mind right now. <laughs> All right, so, you know, he laughed it off. You know, look, fantasy's like, I mean, you could have got really mad like some other NFL players do when they go, you tell me about your fantasy team that I'm stinking it up for you, and I'll throw you up against the wall. You leave LeGarrette Blount alone. There's, look, every year you hear it, and maybe this year, maybe more so than any other, we've heard many stories early on in the season, whether it's Golden Tate, Brandon Marshall, the other Brandon Marshall, David Johns, whoever it is, they all get upset Oh, you just think I'm a piece of meat, and I, I don't care about your fantasy team. Odo Beckham Jr. was the same way. I don't care about your fantasy team. Number one, you shouldn't. Number two, just ignore people when they get mad at you on social media. It's okay to ignore people. If they say, oh, man, I'll tell you what, I wish you were doing well for my fantasy team, ignore them. There is no law that says that. You can pick and choose a battle to fight. You do not have to pick and choose this one. Well, and if you're struggling, you know who you're going to have to answer to? The guy's in the film room. This is why players get upset when fans ask them about fantasy or they say, you're killing my fantasy team or, dude, pick it up or I'm going to bench you. Ignore it. But you know why they can't ignore it? Because players get mad that fans feel they have a leg up on them. That, oh, now I can talk to you on a peer-to-peer level because I, I have you on my fantasy team. I can talk to you like this. That's what upsets players. It's not about fantasy football. We hate fantasy because you, you can't tell me, oh, you know, they just we're just pieces of meat to you. No, it's the same way in the NFL. If you don't produce, you're out. They, they take you to the combine and put you in your underwear and make sure, you know, you, you look good and you can do many things. The NFL is a performance-based league, so is fantasy football. No, they're just mad that the average person can feel a sense of equality with them when it comes to football. That because I own you in a fantasy league, I can talk to you like this. That's why they're mad. Ignore it, but they can't ignore it. But that's exactly why they're mad, because they can't get past the average person on Twitter sending them something. Oh, man, that guy with an egg at STR8765Z. Oh, I'll give you a piece of my mind. You think I'm just some kind of guy in the NFL that that just runs the ball and gives you fantasy points? You can ignore it, but they can't because of that. Well, it's that extension of fandom, right? As we sit here in the Geico Studios, Golden Tate had some fun with it. 
saying, hey, you know, we got we got the win and, and was writing letters, dear whatever your name is, and like full-on correspondence <laughs> about it and having fun with it. But the, the reality is that you have that extension from, from fan to another base, you know, whoever their home team is, and now they're they're claiming you at least for the week, whether it's Daily Fantasy League or drafting you full season, that they have input on your career. And, and it's probably a little different pressure facing all of those folks, locker room plus the fans plus going on to social media because you want to be active, and unfortunately it opens the door to that. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Coming up next, Flat Earth and a huge deal about tomorrow night, Fox. Greetings, welcome inside. Final hour of the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Yay. Mike Carmen live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more information, visit geico.com. It's been one of those shows tonight. There's a lot of good stuff, uh, a lot know, of ranting, I, a lot of raving, a lot of people angry with you yeah. in the Twitterverse. This is one where you could go all Kevin Durant with all your secret alias IDs. And- it's too soon, bro. No, no. The moratorium on clowning you has passed, Kevin Durant. I'm going to say what I want. You too, Larry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't really know the guy. Do I have to call him Lawrence? Can I call uh, him Larry? Is, no, it's Lawrence O'Donnell. You call him Larry. Now, no, who's Larry? No, Lawrence I'm a O'Donnell. Top Larry. Lawrence. Larry. Let's check in with Lawrence O'Donnell. Lawrence. Larry. How do you feel about everything that's going on tonight so Kick far? Kick your f-ing ass. I want you off the f-ing set, you. P-ing. I'm sorry. No, don't just be sorry. Think for one f-ing second. What the f are you doing? Are you professional or not? Now, now, wait a minute. Now, that's Christian Bale. Even I know that one. That's Christian Bale. I tried to sneak that one in on you. It's not Dennis Quaid. It was close. It was close, but it wasn't Lawrence O'Donnell. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? Where's the hammer? Where's, where's, I think, how come where's the hammer is not trending? I don't understand that. I mean, where's the hammer? What? I would raise my hand, and if I was in that studio, I'd say, I have a hammer. You know what, is and then it, I'd wait to see what the crowd reaction was. Isn't Tommy Lasorda 90 today? Yeah, I believe that's right. Isn't, isn't he 90 today? I know how, they're celebrating it. How have we not, someone not asked Tommy Lasorda his opinion of Lawrence O'Donnell, MSNBC host, who tonight, oh, by the way, that was part of a legendary rant, just upset that something technical was going wrong on his set tonight while he was doing his show. All right, Tommy. Hammer time. How can, Tommy's birthday is actually Friday. Friday. Friday is Tommy Lasorda's birthday. How about that? So go ahead and wish Tommy Lasorda happy birthday if you want to. Uh, we'll have more on Lawrence O'Donnell and the rant that continues to live and will live forever. It just sucks. <laughs> I forgot about the Dennis Quaid one, though. Yeah, but that was fake. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard. That's a fake rant. Well, it was like he was in that movie with... Uh... Angelina Jolie and you are Sean news. Connery and all that. When he was doing the role playing, he was in the improv class. Do you not remember that? No, playing by heart. That? Oh, Angelina Jolie and Sean Connery. Never heard of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, you failed, Mister Bond. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> remember when Homer was dealing cards to James Bond? Joker supposed to take those out of the deck. <laughs> Rules for stud poker. You've lost, Mister Bond. All right. Anyway, flat earthers <laughs> tomorrow night. We get the Rams and the 49ers. 
And one of those guys playing in that game is going to be Sammy Watkins, who is the latest athlete that we have found out believes the earth is flat. Yep. He believes it. Lindsey Theory had the report today. L.A. Times has it. He joins Kyrie Irving and possibly Jalen Brown, his new teammate in Boston, who this week actually talked about being excited about talking to Kyrie Irving and find out his theory on why the world is flat. There's going to be numerous conversations. I'm, I'm interested in having the conversation on whether the world is flat or around or not. So <laughs> it's going to be an interesting year, I'll tell you that. What are your thoughts yeah, on that? What are your stance? I, um, I'm not yet ready to make my comment or statement on that, but as of what my eyes have told me, the, the world may appear to be flat. Kyrie may very well have a point, uh, so we'll see. Because I look down at the ground and the ground's flat, so, you know, the earth has to be flat. But is it really flat? Oh, my God. You know what upsets me the most is that after Kyrie Irving's flat earth thing came out, they asked a bunch of kids who they believe, and they said, oh, I believe Kyrie. No, 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 don't believe science. Don't, don't believe, no, 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 believe Kyrie Irving, who probably saw a television show on it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday and said, oh, yep, earth is flat. Oh, got that Nostradamus special coming up soon. That's going to be great. Then a special yeah. on Stonehenge, how the rocks got there. Whoa, they got computers figuring it out. You say that like it's wrong. Here, I mean it. No more vast, barren wasteland than if you're not a sports fan, you try and watch TV at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. I don't that, know, that's usually where, a good that's Hobbit shows marathon. shows go to die. A, oh, no, no, no. They save Dobby us. the house elf or something. is. Dobby does not have his own movie. He was not a, he, he's not a standalone movie out of Harry Potter. You know what, though? He, he should have. No one, so I'm stumping for him now. No one's gotten their own movie. Should have him battle Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> no, because people actually like Dobby. Nobody likes Jar Jar. What was the other guy? Creature? He was better. Nobody. Because well, he was salty and angry. Creature was, yes. He's he was how hateful. you would be as a house elf. Yeah, he'd be really upset. <laughs> Mike Harmon <laughs> as Creature. What? <laughs> Sammy Watkins, Flat Earthers. Without getting scientific, here's the questions I want to ask. That are going to prove that the Earth is flat. Get after like, it, Professor. I would like you to answer me these questions. Just keep this in the background. <laughs> Number one, why are there no pictures from the edge of the world? Why? Why are there no? Why is nobody who's a it's flat earther? They no, fell no, off. Why have they not? You can't tell me they all fell off. I mean, they'd be missing persons. Oh, so-and-so went to see if the earth is flat, and they disappeared. Why does nobody have a picture from the end of the earth? I'm all the way up at the edge. Here's my camera out, the big selfie stick that goes out there. Look, it's just space. You can't carry those anymore, though. It's just space. They're banned all over the place. No No, more selfie sticks. If you're at the edge of the world, I don't think there's anybody there saying, don't get too close. All the other people that fell off, they're waiting for you. Security guard with a roped-off area. All right, you're getting too close to the edge. want you to stay back. Don't push me because I'm close to the... No pictures from the edge. edge of the world. No pictures. How come nobody has traveled to the edge of the world and reported back? Yes, I'm Jack at the Sparrow edge of the world. Jack Sparrow did. People, what, did he ever get there? He got I in don't that, know. No, he got in that whole big whirlwind in the in the ocean. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, and then he was dead, right? Then he was not dead. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. he never made it there. Russell Crowe didn't make it there in Master and Commander at the far end of the world or whatever. How about world. that? But why has nobody traveled to the edge of the world? The and Jason come back Smith today? Show today there with a nautical theme, <laughs> and now with Michael Harmon. <laughs> but I, I've been... <laughs> and now with Colleen. Now with Gingo Biloba. Why has nobody done that? Why has nobody done either of those things? 
All right, so you got to answer me those two. Okay, and, and riddle, riddle me this, this, Batman. All right, keep going. What is the end game? Batman. What is the end game to the conspiracy to convince you the world is round? Who is getting over on this? Who's making money? Who is staying in business by perpetuating this lie, not just for America, but for the whole world, that the world is round? Who is? Who's Cartographers and globe makers. I don't think that's a big enough business that say we got to keep them in business. Well, I'm, I don't think I'm it's trying big to enough. look up. You know how, how many? I don't. Uh, I don't are, are there any such? No, I don't want Golden Globes. Anymore? I don't want Golden Globes winners. How many do Golden we, Globes were? Sold? Do we have to rename that the, the the Golden Flats? I mean, we can't call the Golden Globes anymore, no, right? right? The Golden Plains. We have to. We have to flatten out the ram's horn now for Sammy Watkins. Can't be a big circle. A bit. It's got to flatten it out now because it's all flat. I don't get it. What? What's? Who is? Who is gaining by duping the whole world? And for what purpose? Hmm. That could be a James Bond movie. James Bond goes out to prove the world is actually round. Who is gaining? Who? Who is gaining something for it? Because there's got to be a reason why we're lying. Why? Why the people who think the world is. Is, is round and all the scientists and everything else that we've done, there's got to be a reason why we're lying, right? There's got to be a reason. So so what is it? It's a very good question. Why? I, if I thought somebody was making money, I would I, say, okay. I mean, I know in the corner of Brookstone, that. not a sponsor, they have the globes that open up and it's actually a bar. That's kind of sneaky, kind of cool. <laughs> Do you realize that people think the world is flat and no one's going to buy globes anymore? <laughs> Let's have a party down at the Globe. I don't know. They wow. still have one in each wow. classroom. Uh, no, because they all have iPads now. So you know, all the classrooms. I just iPads up right are here. flat, <laughs> but you can get round images on iPads. So Ooh. all those. Now explain this to me too. Satellites give us many different things in the world. Satellites give us the ability to beam sporting events like NFL games across planet they are able to have our cell phones work because of satellites all that works and we also have satellites to thank for our pictures that we have of the earth i mean that's how we get them because we have satellites taking pictures so the satellites yes they do the phones and they do the games they do all these Mm -hmm. things but they're sending back erroneous photos from space and they're being doctored when they're sent back all hollywood sound stages what's that big one they they tell you when you're on the tour at Universal here in Los Angeles. There's a really big sound stage where they can recreate those kind of things. Oh, all right. Okay. So that so so that so that explains that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know what all that commerce is going on in the South Bay here with all the satellite companies, but but yeah, Hollywood sound stages. Finally, I'm going to give you this. Yeah. If the world is flat, mm-hmm. why isn't it sunny everywhere in the world at once and why isn't it dark everywhere in the world at once? It's a conspiracy that we're actually, anytime at night you see video of something going on during the day in another part of the world, that's all a conspiracy. It's all they're, TV shows. They're, they're, they're not showing live pictures. That's all pictures of on tape from another time wow. to make you think that when it's nighttime here, it's daytime someplace else. Because the sun, if the world is flat, is, is, is up in the sky, and we don't move, but everything else moves. The sun moves. The stars all move. Everything moves around us. It's why we see the same stars in the same place at night, right? Because the sun, stars move all the way around, and they, they they don't stay in the same place. Stars are all over the galaxy. None has ever run into Earth. Stars keep moving. The sun is moving. Everything's moving. But we stay flat. We don't move. We don't move. Time is, is a don't flat Don't tell me time circle. is a flat circle. Don't tell me that. Flat. Don't, don't tell me that. But circular. It's flat. 
but circular. Hey, it will be sunny all day, right? It's if it's if it's sunny in New York, it's sunny in LA, it's sunny in Canada, it's sunny in England, it's sunny in Antarctica, it's sunny in Asia, it's sunny in Africa, it's sunny everywhere. Because when and then the sun goes over the side, right? Does it go does does the sun then go over the side of the flat earth or does it go at the end of the earth and Ooh. come back around? I don't know. I don't know when it does. I don't know how it does that. I think everybody claps in unison and it just shuts off. <laughs> I'm going to shut the sun off. That's what I want from Clap Flat Earthers. On. That's what I want. I want Clap that from Flat Earthers. Answer those questions. They take the final bow in Hamilton, and when everybody gives that thunderous applause, it shuts off the sun. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. We are live from the Geico Studios. Now, for many businesses, hiring is tough, which makes it critical to choose the right place to post your jobs. You need qualified candidates, fast and on budget, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Independent research shows Indeed delivers six times more hires than any other job site. You can post a job in minutes and even set up screener questions to help you zero in on qualified candidates. You can review applicants, take notes, schedule interviews, all from an easy-to-use online dashboard. Uh, first question, do you think the world is flat? Yes. All right, uh, thank you for coming in. You can go sit over here. <laughs> for a limited time, Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility so more candidates will see it. You want to make a great hire fast, and this exclusive offer gives you a head start. Find out why over 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. To redeem this offer, go to Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Coming up next, two big stories from the National Football League. This is the Jason Smith Show, the round and spherical Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. (laughs) Hey, did you hear Sammy Watkins? He thinks the earth is flat. No, I don't want to put on a Mets hat. He said the world is flat. No, no, I don't want to read a paperback. He said the world is flat. No, I don't believe in tit for tat. He said the world is flat. Never mind. The world is really round. No. I know I'm not walking across the ground. I said the world is round. No, I didn't fall down. The world is round. No, I'm not making any more sounds. The world is round. I'm not trying to clown. I said the world is round. No. I like almond joy, not mounds. Oh, boy. Never mind. Deep cut in the candy aisle. (laughs) Now, mounds is the one. There's coconut in that one. Don't say it. Don't say it. (laughs) One time on the air. This is a while ago. This is a few years ago. I wasn't thinking, and I said, so which is the one with nuts? Is it almond joy or mounds? Because I don't eat those. And I realized, well, the one with the nuts has to be Almond Joy because it's called Almond. So that was it. I was really just fixating on the term mounds. Anyway. You said mounds. 
It's funny because I don't know him. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. That is great news, great news. We'll get to incredibly shocking news about Thursday night football coming up in a second, but this late-breaking story tonight, it looks like NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell is going to get his contract extension done. A source familiar with the negotiations telling Adam Schefter of ESPN that, quote, the deal is getting prepared right now. If you remember, it was this past week that Jerry Jones was trying to hold this up, still incredibly mad at Roger Goodell for the Ezekiel Elliott suspension. He's not one of the owners who is on the compensation committee, but he tried to become an unofficial seventh member to influence guys like Arthur Blank and Clark Hunt and John Marin, Art Rooney and Bob McNair, the owners who are on the compensation committee who will want to extend Goodell's contract. So he threw a monkey wrench into this for a long time, but now it looks like Goodell is getting his contract done. And I've said for a long time, Eventually, Roger Goodell is going to be pushed out as NFL commissioner. You're going to see declining ratings, declining revenue, and the continued animosity that exists between the players, the Players Association, and Goodell is going to get to a point where he's going to have to go. The the players, by the time for the next CBA, in three years, they're going to say, forget it. We want him gone. We want him gone if we're going to do this. They do not like Roger Goodell. Yeah, but here's the problem, is, is they give up and take very minimal concessions and walk away at least happy in the moment, snowed under by Demora Smith, who they unanimously voted to keep around. Yeah, 14 yesterday. Yeah, 14 So, you know, the the running joke was, hey, this isn't a public publicly elected official and all this <laughs> other stuff. Like, this is the guy that signed a bad deal and brought you a bad deal last time out, and you want to keep going because you have familiarity? you know, the devil you know versus the devil you don't kind of philosophy. How's that going to give you any upper hand over Goodell and the owners next time? <laughs> but if you think that this story now is, oh, Jason, so how are they going to get rid of him now? Hey, I told you this is a story that's going to be slow over the next couple of years because you're going to see, you need to see declining ratings for a couple of years and then the bad headline that Roger Goodell is and the NFL is going to fight that image issue and as ratings decline, they're going to realize we need new leadership. Right? This almost happened now. I said this was something that's two, three years coming, and eventually it's going to be here. This almost happened now. Jerry Jones was so upset this week, he was trying to say no extension for this guy. He's not serving us. Somebody else can make money for us. I don't want this. And he tried as hard as he could to stop this Goodell extension. This almost happened now. And I said this is something that's going to be three years from now. That's how it's going to end for Rod. It doesn't matter if he's got a contract extension, whether he gets $30 million, $40 million, So much of the worm is going to turn against him over the course of the next two or three years. It's just going to happen. Arthur Blank talked uh, about this situation after the Falcons win over Green Bay the other night. Quote, the committee, including Jerry's, in a really good place. I told that to the commissioner tonight, sent a note to the committee earlier. We're working within the structure of what the ownership wanted us to do. And sometimes it takes a bit of time. It's a little bit of a complexity. And you keep going through, and Jerry's been positive, et cetera. It takes time to go through. And Jerry Jones obviously categorically denied any of that, saying, quote, all of that is without substance. But you have the, the committee, and, and certainly we've seen Bob Kraft. We've seen 
Jerry Jones exert their influence in in other areas of NFL business? Why do you think we have two teams in Los Angeles <laughs> right now? Because they said so. So you, you look at the landscape, they're, they're going to be able to push things. And for the ratings, there's always going to be enough noise to go try to figure out exactly what root causes are in terms of demographics and how people's changing taste and consumption of the league. But one thing you can't escape are the negative headlines, and those continue to pile up. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Speaking of negative headlines, Thursday night football tomorrow night. It's craptastic. We have the Rams and the 49ers. From a lovely stadium. Live in Levi's. Nearly brand new. Oh, yeah. You say you want to go to an NFL game, but you say it's too expensive. You say you want to go and you want to sit close, but, you know, I can't afford it. Well, Thursday night football is for you. Because you can get in the stadium tomorrow night for this showdown. And I think I'm actually going to be starting Jared Goff and my two quarterbacks. Yeah, buddy. You can get in to Levi Stadium when it's not going to be blazing hot in the middle of the day and your seat is going to burn when you sit on it. You can get into the stadium for $16. How about that? $16. No. Billion dollars. Except for a lot less than that. $16 gets you in to Levi Stadium for an NFL regular season game. Well. Those are bad seats, Jason. It's 16 bucks. Can you do any better? I'm glad you asked. You can sit, what is it, 50-yard line? Yep. Is that what it is? Field level? Field level. For $100. Your seats would be the best you could possibly imagine. I have never sat in seats that good for an NFL game in my life. I'm going to take a picture of what your view would be for $100 tomorrow night. You are what? How many, how many rows off the field? You're 34 off the field. So you got a little bit of, of yeah. height above it's the, the, perfect the sideline. You're on the visitor's sideline, so you get to go after Jared Goff and maybe Johnny say Hecker. something about his hands. You can applaud Johnny Hecker and show him the respect and love that that future Hall of Famer deserves. Show me your hands, Jared. Show me those tiny baby hands. 30 rows from the field, which are incredibly awesome seats. Now, if you want to go down, down a little bit down down the aisle, you want to go down towards the 20 or 30-yard line? Okay. $69. Oh. <laughs> I can get you in for $69. You can, get me, you can get me a seat 30 rows from the field at the 20-yard line for $69. Bucks. There you go. This is row 18. It costs like $100 to park at some NFL games. And you could get into this game, and you could have that kind of seat for 100 bucks. How about that? You ever wanted to really go after the guy that lets you down on your fantasy squad? This is the game for you. That is something for everyone. You want to get? It'll cost you more money to get there than it would for you to actually go to the game, wherever yeah. you're getting there from. Just going all the way down the line. I mean, then you have the the midfield seats where you're talking about the second level where you got a better vantage point, 40, 50 yard line, and you're still looking at a hundred and a quarter for those seats from a better vantage point. Just amazing mm. as to how uh, spectacularly low 
the ticket prices are. I'm not doing a sales job for any secondary ticketing outfit or, or what have you, just showing you what f- the free market economy is telling you. And what it's saying is we don't want this Thursday night football product. <laughs> I can't get over that that's how much it costs to get in the game tomorrow night. Oh, I'm going to do that's some recon amazing. on the other games of note. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca. I mean, I'm going to read it out. I'm going I'm to tweet it out. You're going to see exactly just how close you can get to the field for 100 bucks tomorrow night in Santa Clara. You know, in week three, there are nine road favorites. Nine road favorites. Nine. Let me guess. The Dolphins are one. (laughs) It takes more than a roof to make sure your home is covered. Just think about this, 49ers, when you want to make sure people are nice and calm and and in the shade in your stadium. Farmers Insurance has over 89 years of knowledge and experience. You can protect what's important to you. Learn more at Farmers.com. Coming up in one minute, the NFL star that hates everything. But first, Poop fest. let's talk to Tom Looney and find out what is trending. Former Los Angeles Dodgers star Raul Mondesi has been sentenced to prison. Or as they say in the Dominican Republic, El Bote, La Casa Grande. While serving as mayor of his hometown, San Cristobal, in the Dominican Republic, Raul's bank account somehow ended up with an extra 300 million pesos in it. Federales got muy suspicioso, started sniffing around. Raul got busted, and now he's getting locked up. Raul's Dodgers could have clinched the National League West tonight with a win and a Diamondbacks loss, but then the Dodgers lost to the lowly Phillies, 7-5. Colorado needs to keep winning to hold on to that final National League wildcard spot, and they keep losing. Rockies lost to the Giants 4-0. All the Brewers had to do tonight was beat the Pirates, and Milwaukee would have grabbed that final wildcard spot away from the Rockies and the National League. But, uh... And this one is out of here! Adam Frazier! It's a walk-off home run! Frazier with the game winner! And the Buccos snap the skid with a big night! From the kid from Bishop, Georgia. The first radio station in the nation, KDKA Pittsburgh, providing us with that Pirate 6 Brewers 4, your final American League games with playoff implications. Yankees bopsy the Twins 11-3. New York Yankees wild card magic number is now four as a result. And thanks to the Minnesota Los Angels, a game back of the Twins for that second wild card spot in the American League. Halos trailing the Indians 6-5 to five in the bottom of the eighth. And Anaheim, California, birthplace of Gwen Stefani, but you knew that. Now more of Jason Smith and Michael Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Because the people want it. Jason and Mike, thank you, Mr. Looney. Sure. Appreciate it. Yeah, As buddy. Always, Tom Looney is taking off here after the show tonight to go see if the world is flat. He's going to drive his car all the way to the edge and just see how close he can get. The Jason Smith Show. We're live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Call one 800 947 Auto. Another late breaking headline tonight involves Seahawks defensive back Richard Sherman, who took today's press conference to wax poetically about the reason for the NFL's injury report. And Richard Sherman decided to tell everybody hey, the reason we have to tell everybody who's probable and who's not and who's questionable is all because of Vegas. From what I understand, the rule is for the gamblers, you know, for Vegas to make sure that the odds and everything are what they're supposed to be, which is apparently what the league is concerned about and talking about injuries and things like that. So maybe somebody should look into that because 
thought we weren't a gambling league and we were against all those things, but our injury report is specifically to make sure the gamblers get their odds right. All right, now a couple of things on this. Duh. Number one, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why. I mean, it's, it's nothing new. You know, Richard Sherman didn't discover this. Hey, you know what? I bet you it's because of gambling. You know how he found that? <laughs> how? Sailed to the end of the earth. <laughs> and there was a man there that said, the reason that there's an injury report is for gambling. Now go back and take this information with you. Yeah, of course that's what it is. There's other reasons for it as well. The league wants everything to be above board. They don't want any injury report to be clandestine and that would allow people to sell information that should be out there and people could gain an upper hand of knowledge. Obviously, it's for gambling. It's for many of these things. And and you know, look, like I said, we've known this for a long time. I just selfishly... And, and, and this is just me. And I, I, I don't think I'm asking for too much. I want one story about Richard Sherman where he likes something. One story. There may be no bigger hater in the NFL than Richard Sherman because the guy hates everything. I have yet to see a story that involves Richard Sherman that involves Richard Sherman liking something. He hates He likes Pete Pokemon. Carroll. We found that. He, yes, we did a deep search on the dark web and found out he likes Pokemon. But every story is stuff that he hates. He hates Pete Carroll. He hates Jim Harbaugh. He hates Michael Crabtree. He hates the NFL. He hates this. He hates people who are anti-Colin Kaepernick. Everything. He hates everything. I want one thing that says, you know what? I like this. This is kind of cool. It could be a TV show. It could be, you know, I really like Twin Peaks. I really like this. Nothing about liking. I mean, just not that you got to suddenly turn and be who you're not, but give me something that's, just give me one story where you like something. Where I'm like, hey, you know what? I think this is pretty cool. Hey, great. But instead, everything, everything, he hates everything, hates and hates. And this is nothing new. I mean, this is not, you know, he didn't just, you know, discover this today. This is something that was out there. Just just give me something. You can't, you can't, something that's just a change for Richard Sherman. Well, he likes to keep people on their toes and likes to just fire up the, the media in a, in a week where we're talking about a lot of injuries and people are, getting after the Seattle offensive line. Here's some Vegas misdirection. He hates the Seattle offense. He hates throwing the football on the goal line. Yeah, but now it's making about... He hates Daryl Bevel. He hates everybody. Bring the pain his way because the defense is more than living up to their their end of the bargain. Therefore, you can uh, take a little bit of the heat off the underperforming offense and the early season struggles of Russell Wilson. It's, It's genius. Here's... All right, look at this. Here you go. What else did you find? This is the look. I just did Richard Sherman hates on oh, Google. Okay. okay. Here are your top searches. I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying to you. Here you go. Why I hate Thursday night football by Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman, and the Seahawks defense allegedly hate Russell Wilson. <laughs> the top 11 players who hate Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman explains why he hates Thursday night football. Okay. Richard Sherman hates everything. That's actually on there. Everyone loves to hate Richard Sherman. I hate Richard Sherman. That's that's the that's the page Richard Sherman hates, and it's all things that he hates or people hates him. Now, if you do Richard Sherman loves, let's do that. Let's see what Richard Sherman loves. Richard Sherman loves Pokemon. That's it. That's all you get. That's all you get. I'm finding. I a, still can see all these haters. That's all you get. That's I'm all finding you get. a video piece about his favorite breakfast place. <laughs> 
No free advertisement, though. Yeah, but and, and you can't tell me he loves his kids because everybody loves their kids. You can't, you know, you, you got to give me something. Give me something at your press conference that you like. Winning. Does he like winning? I know he hates losing, but Curs- does he like cursing winning? out opposing wide receivers? Cursing, you know, he also hates. He hates the media. Emulating his favorite WWE characters of past. He hates the guys. He hates the guys who are reporting on it. Remember that whole big thing? I'll get you fired from your job. He hates everything. Everything he hates. Just give me something. He didn't that he like likes. that guy's picture on his on his lanyard. Yeah, yeah. I just, Richard Sherman is such a big voice that every time now he says something, he's a tune out. Because people, it's Richard Sherman, he's upset about something, he hates something. And I'm like, okay, because I've seen this. Because I've seen him get mad at things that he has, I can't believe he's spending time being mad about. You know, certain things, I agree, obviously, hey, you are who you are, and certain things you're passionate about, I get it. I get that you're mad about things and certain things, but when you're mad about everything, it's a tune-out. And I go, okay, Richard Sherman, okay, yeah, what what does he hate today? Hey, Richard, why are you so mad? (laughs) You got to understand. <laughs> ah, ah, shut up. I got Pete Carroll in the trunk. Whoa. Whoa. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, our play of the night. And you have to hear it because I think you know what it's going to be. And I guarantee you, it doesn't suck. Other things might, but this doesn't. Fox. Is this our new theme song now, T-shirt, for this time of night? I think it's our new one, yeah. All right. I think this takes over as a slide-over baby song. <laughs> Flatter. Do you think if I tweeted Let's Kyrie, get flat. he would use this as a walkout? I think he has to. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know your starting lineup. It doesn't work as a slide-over baby song, though. No. It doesn't. Well, it kind of does. Oh, let's no, get flat. Let's get flat. That's, that's getting horizontal. You're going to get horizontal. Oh, there you go. I don't think it works, but hey, baby. No, I'm not going to buy you a drink. I'm going to tell you why the earth is flat. Yeah. And then you're going to want a drink. Yeah. Just all the way. Stretches from here all the way to the edge of the world. You know who believes that? Kyrie, Sammy Watkins, Draymond Green, all those ballers. They're all making all kinds of cash, and they think the world is flat. Don't have to be right about everything. Just be really good. And something very, very specific. I mean, baby, do you want to talk about science or do you want to get scientific? I gave you 22 inches. You want more than 22 inches? <laughs> I didn't think that was coming back tonight. That's pretty good. <laughs> Twitter and how about a fresco, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, that? Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit Geico.com. Tonight's play of the night, well, it's pretty easy. Uh, Lawrence O'Donnell is a host on MSNBC. He's been a host for a long time. Maybe remember him as an actor. He was an executive with NBC, did a bit on the West Wing. And uh, Lawrence O'Donnell was not happy with the control room shenanigans going on while he was doing his show tonight. Shenanigans. Good word. Well, Lawrence O'Donnell is out on the floor, and he's getting ready to tape his show, and in the middle of taping his show, and in his earpiece, which is in his ear so producers in the control in his earpiece in well, his i gotta t- i gotta set the scene is um in his earpiece knows he is hearing something coming from a different control room obviously the control room is having issues 
And the fact that he was hearing something coming from another control room and they couldn't get rid of it didn't make Lawrence O'Donnell happy. And he went on a rant that has gone viral. He has since apologized for it, but it doesn't matter because the nearly eight minutes worth of him getting upset and then going to commercial break and being upset in the commercial break has turned him into an internet legend. Here's part of what Lawrence O'Donnell is unhappy about. 1-1 to Stanton. That's it a long way. Deep left center toward the Clevelander, number 56. It's a three-home run inning for the Marlins. They've broken it wide open. Miami 9 and the Mets 2. <laughs> I should have known that was coming. <laughs> no, that was coming. Wow, you got a little bit complacent. Let your guard down. If the world is flat. And they hammered you flat. How is how is Stanton not homered over the edge of the earth? You think Stanton would have done so by now? But he hasn't. I'd like to see the ball roll all the way to the edge <laughs> of the earth. <laughs> That's a hell of a relay. <laughs> Cespedes out to get it. Throws it back in. Here it comes. All right, here is a bit of Lawrence O'Donnell losing his blank. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? I don't know. It's on Where's the hammer? Is it on the go up on the other floor? <laughs> Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. Stop the hammering. I'll go down to the floor myself and stop it. Keep the commercial break going. Call Phil Griffin. I don't care who the I have to call. Stop the hammering. Empty out the control room and find out where this is going on. It's either there or there or out there somewhere. Out of control. I think we got a rat. <laughs> he got the crumpled up paper, which is funny. Call Phil Griffin, who's the president Ask of Phil. MSNBC. And, you know, there's, you know, so we're going to call the president to find out why I'm hearing this hammering in my earpiece. But I think Ask my Phil. new favorite part of this now, because, you know, after hearing it so many times, like boom goes a dynamite. There's a different part that's your favorite. And you, you, you change the more times you hear something. It's what he says. Keep the commercial break going and I'll go find out. Where the hammering is. They just keep rolling commercial after commercial. And Lawrence O'Donnell's up. And he's walking around. Hey, where's that hammering? Is it your show on the air? No, no, we're in commercial. Going to keep running until we find out what happens. See, the entire time I'm listening to it, in the background, I keep waiting for the, the baseline of the police classic. Voices inside my head. And that's all he's telling me is he's got lots of people he's talking in, in one ear. Out the other, can't d- differentiate, and it's become cluttered and noisy. Stop down. Technical <laughs> difficulties for a minute. Run an extra ad. Shut everybody up. Figure out why there's a bleed between the lines, right? We sometimes have that here when you're you're dialing up on an ISDN line. It sounds muddy. So what do you do? You disconnect, you redial, and you see if it comes back cleaner. Oh, there it is. Come on, celebrate it. See, that that's it. That's what Lawrence Stop was feeling. Stop the hammering. Uh, so here's some more of Lawrence O'Donnell when obviously those issues weren't resolved to his satisfaction. He gets mad at a lot of different people for a lot of different things. I don't know why I bother to say how to cut the slots when you don't do it. I just don't. I don't know why I, I just... So now I have to chase those stupid entrails that you allowed him to stick out there. Crazy sound coming in my ear. This 
stupid hammering. I told you why I wanted those words cut. It just sucks. It sucks to be out here with this out of control. Any thing can come into my ear at any moment. That's what I know. Anybody can get into my ear at any time. Some woman talking about what we're doing after the show. Hey, Lawrence, what are we doing after the show? Well, we'll get out of here in time for happy hour. It's it's obvious the control room was having issues. And he talks about how horrible it was to be out there embarrassing with all the stuff going on. Dude, you're the guy who melted down and caused this whole thing. This is on you. Take Nobody a deep else breath. No. You and the teleprompter guy get together on your pacing and get after it. Anybody could get my ear at any time and tell me something. All, right, All of a sudden, I'm hearing the voice of Wayne Newton. Look, certain meltdowns are awesome, but certain meltdowns, because they have so many different nuances in them, and I mean, it's like hearing a piece of music. When you like, oh, you know, my favorite part of the song now is this. I, I like this part. I like the French horn. I like the guitar. I like this. But this is why this is so great, because there's so many different parts you can like and become your favorite part. Well, and I like the fact that as an entity, they decided to get nine minutes of it leaked out there <laughs> so that this can become a viral sensation. <laughs> Call the president of MSNBC. Find out where the hammer Ask is. Ask Phil. Would you is Phil have the hammer? The hammering. Please. Maybe at least Hello. we know now he went to watch Scrooged before the show tonight. <laughs> Phil, go to sleep. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. 
Exclusions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.